Miles. 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 Brian. Hey, how's it going? Going good. Miles, How I gotta say, doing? I'm doing okay, except I gotta say, uh, I, I am... My my least favorite thing about myself and about this show, so let's just get get it right out there in the open, right? Um, is is how terrible I am about keeping track of all the tips. And the worst part about that is is that it's always the loyalist cat out there who doesn't get their tip read. Uh, and so for the second show in a row, I think um, this might be uh, there might have been a show between it, uh, but for the second show in a row, Looper the Underground Game Cat with five euros commented on the last. On the last episode, uh, saying if Take Two wins in regards to this whole VR modding uh, issue, uh, he says I'm yep. requesting a refund for Grand Theft Auto Five, Red Dead Redemption Two, in the Mafia trilogy on Steam. And I got to say one thing, Looper, fucking hats off to you. But with your wallet, make sure that uh, the o- the only mm. way any company will ever listen to anybody is if it hurts them in the pocket, right where it counts. So keep up the good work. <sighs> All right, man. With that out of the way. <laughs> Let's get this show Happy started. Happy Friday. Let's do this, Brian. Hell yeah. Two Wise Friday. Yeah, do the Pope. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, West Day, and Two Wise Friday right here on YouTube Live, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, If you're watching it right now, you're probably watching it live. If you're watching it right now, later, you might not be watching it live, which I know gets confusing, but that's okay. Uh, We don't don't care, you know? We we don't care if you're watching it now or if you're watching it later, Uh, but the people who are watching it now get some extra extra warm fuzzies from us so there's that uh but if you are watching it later uh, don't forget you can also engage in this conversation because miles and i do our absolute best to keep track of these videos keep track of all the comments and come back after the fact and uh and, and keep the conversation going so if you have your two cents to throw into the mix then please add them in the comments below and uh you'll probably hear from one of us uh ho- hopefully you know uh hopefully it's after coffee hopefully it's not after too much booze Hopefully we're cool. My name's Brian Paul from this channel right here. <laughs> PSVR without parole. And this gentleman to my right is Miles Dyer from Miles Dyer official Instagram, the Miles Dyer YouTube channel, aka youtube.com slash miles. How we doing? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's actually, I tell you what, it's a based on what you were just talking about, it's a nice part of my ritual because I do this show, it finishes, you know, midnight, maybe one in the morning, might yeah. chat in voice chat on Discord afterwards, go to bed, and then when I wake up as a part of my morning ritual, it's good to then go into the comments and then by that time you know because it's always that thing of like the live chat stays as live chat and the comments starts from zero as soon as the the show becomes replayable uh, and it's just nice to go through the comments you know in live chat it's a bit more fast paced um so even people that have been on the live show sometimes like to consolidate their thoughts maybe think about it more and then do a mini essay uh and it's always amazing to see the discussions and uh as long as things are respectful, which they usually are, um, there's always like heated debate, which is great to see. And uh, I think that the topic of today is going to be really, really good for some discussion uh, because um, it's kind of in a weird way, like a way of celebrating a generation of VR because it's kind of like a way of saying what games best represent, you know, what we've gone through. But I'm looking forward to all that conversation today. It's very, very true. And keeping it respectful in the chat is Man and Bear Pig GameCap, the $2 tip. Doesn't say anything. Which is totally fine. We really appreciate your generosity. If you have something to say, uh, throw it in the chat and we'll keep an eye on it. 
make sure your words are heard uh, unless it's unless it's just absolutely terrible and then we'll probably ignore you a little bit <sighs> dude this community is so amazing so amazing 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 like there it's it's crazy every single time i turn around somebody else is doing something for us um or or sending something my way i don't, I don't know if you're aware of this but like an amazing game cat out there uh had, had bought me all four oh, right. of the silent wow. Hill skateboard decks which is insane uh they asked no are you actually gonna name. are you gonna keep it are you gonna keep it wrapped I assume it's still wrapped, right? It's yeah. That's why it's all like uh, reflective because yeah, yeah. it's plastic. Um, but but I just like right, they're all individually numbered. Oh wow! And so like right now, before I hang them up, I don't want to take them out of the plastic because anything could happen around here. Then once I hang sure. them up, I'll make sure that they're uh, they're shown off. But the art design on them is amazing. So thank you to all the game cats out there who who, who show their love in all sorts of different ways. Uh, and as you saw, uh, Miles, you probably saw on Wednesday's show, Looper the Game Cat, whose tip we just read at the beginning of the show. Uh, he, he documented every single game of PSVR 20 questions we've ever played, the amount of time it took to guess, the number of questions it took to get there, who was pl- who was hosting, who was who's playing. What? I mean, he even submitted a link with the timestamps, so you could ev- all 169. Well, now 170. I just like saying 169 because it's more fun. Uh, every all 170 times we've played PSVR 20 questions, he oh, has no. documented. Uh, and so, just to add to that. Serial killer, the game cat. Uh, he, dude, let's let's just go to the full screen and bring this up. Um, he 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 created a a, a wiki for us, uh, a Wikipedia page. It's it's the it's a fandom Wikipedia page because they're just way more they're way easier to deal with uh, than trying to make an actual wiki. Uh, but it's it's super super duper easy to access this. Um, I know I have the link cool. here somewhere. It is. This is super cool. I'm looking. It, yeah. If you guys want to check it out, uh, the the URL is super easy to remember. It's gamecats.fandom.com. <laughs> and so, and then it brings you to the PlayStation VR2 without parole page. So thank you very much, Serial Killer, for uh, for keeping the dream alive, man. Uh, we're, we're still working on getting our official website up. Uh, you know, and you know how Wikipedia pages work. If you have things to add, uh, things to uh, contribute then uh then, then you're in luck because serial killer will this is amazing yeah but the, the reason i have my head in my hand over the um uh 20 questions is it now <laughs> means i have to relive the times that i've got things wrong and people go oh yeah look we've now got it time stamped to that time miles said uh you know you're not in a vehicle for iron man uh vr yeah you remember that when miles liar lied you know <laughs> is it is it going to say how many lies i've told in each game you know, this this could go horribly wrong. But no, that's amazing. And what I love about online communities like this is any viewer, you know, on any show can have this idea for a project. And, you know, it takes a long time to do it, but it's incredible. And it means that things get done that, you know, us wouldn't wouldn't think of doing ourselves. It was, obviously, it's not a priority in the grand scheme of things of running a show. But the fact is, we can have these amazing things, whether it's a, a wiki page or a an archive of a particular show format. Um, I mean, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so awesome. It's pretty amazing for sure. And uh, in- included in this, of course, is uh, is is Looper's entire spreadsheet of 20 questions. Uh, I-, I didn't even realize this. He's got the list of all the current hosts, all the former hosts. Uh, pre- pretty, pretty nutso. Oh, and you can click on these. Let's see. Let's see what Dave's up to. There's nothing on Dave's page, but but there is a page for Dave. And that's the important thing um let's see here i want to make sure we don't miss anything we'll we'll keep the uh we'll keep the tips 
red as they come in so we don't get too far behind this time. Chrome Colossus, a.k.a. Genetic Blasphemy, the abbreviated game cat, with the $5 tip, says, uh, Knife Maker 1 asks if there are any treadmills compatible with PSVR. Uh, welcome, Knifey. That's an excellent question. Uh, I want to say that the, the, the cat VR treadmills are compatible. Um, the, the problem is, is it's, it's more about the games being compatible on PSVR with the device itself, right? Like the 3D rudder, uh, you know, threw its hat into the ring to be one of this more immersive type ways to play games, but it all depended on who was willing to support that. Um, so if you go over to the Cat VR treadmill, uh, really, I think they're the only ones out there making a, a decent treadmill. Uh, just just check the list of compatible games and see how all that works. Um, I don't have one, and so uh, and, and so if it's just automatically compatible somehow, uh, which I highly doubt, uh, then uh, that's something I'm not familiar with. Uh, thanks for pointing out Knife Maker's question, Genetic Blasphemy. Brian, we've also got a poll running in the chat, so anyone that's logged in on YouTube can get involved. Uh, it's a simple question. It obviously relates to the topic of today's show, but we just want to know, what tier of PlayStation Plus are you currently subscribed to? So you've got PlayStation Essential, or Plus Essential, PlayStation Plus Extra, PlayStation Plus Premium, or I'm not subscribed to Plus. I know some people just don't subscribe to it. So, yeah, yeah be sure to vote in that. Uh, we'll return to the results and talk about it a bit later. Um, but, yeah, bit of interactivity never goes amiss. Oh, and hit that like button. Hit that like button. Last week it hit 350 likes. So the target this week isn't going to be that because that's a huge amount. We're going to go for 300. Let's go for 300. If we smash it again, more power to you, GameCats. People were extra generous with the likes last week because they felt bad. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to point out on a PSVR 1 headset. I was like, and here's where the wire is detachable yeah. on a PSVR 2 head. And it's just like, Brian, please. And they were please, like, please just stop. What can we we'll, do? We'll, we'll click the button. Yeah, just well, leave us alone. Yeah. yeah. While he's struggling, what could I do? <laughs> oh, I guess I could uh, click the like button. Oh, I might unlike it and like it again. Yeah. Just uh... Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is really uncomfortable for us, Brian. Please just, please just stop. <laughs> Uh, guys, I know we've been going a little bit long on the uh, on the housekeeping today, but th- but please don't forget that you can join us over on Discord. They'll click the link for that in the description below. Um, that's where these conversations happen twenty four seven. Totally free to join. Uh, also on Patreon, though, if you want to support us there financially, you can uh, hit us up for the three dollar tier, and that gets not only your name on that awesome scroll down below with all the cats sort of scrolling by one after another after another, um, but you can also get access to voice chat over on our Discord. Uh, and then for the five dollar tier, you get some exclusive videos. But I am trying to make everything a little bit more rewarding over on discord so eventually uh these these the old school litter box episodes are coming back uh for all the tiers so uh so consider that but if uh but you know we also don't uh we, we, there's so many different ways to show your support through the channel it doesn't have to be money it can be changing your name to GameCat just by hitting the like button or just watching the show that's all we really care about that you're a member of this community um but please also don't forget as important as subscribe to us, don't forget to subscribe to Miles Dyer over there on YouTube.com slash Miles. Miles, what is going on over in your neck of the woods this week? So I didn't actually get to see Wednesday's show because I was away from home. I was actually at a work offsite. Um, luckily, the hotel, it was a country like uh, house in the middle of nowhere. Beautiful, had really good internet, some of the best internet I've ever seen in a hotel, which was surprising. So I actually did my live show. I was at dinner with my colleagues. And then as the desserts came out, I was like, I've got to be live in five minutes. So I scoffed down this uh, 
what was it? It was like an orange chocolate tart, and it had like caramelized popcorn on it. Some, you know how it is, pretentious uh, but delicious food that they always do in restaurants, like small portions, but really well presented stuff that I wouldn't ever be able to do myself. Uh, and then I literally ran the other side of the hotel, logged on, and it turned out to be a really good show because um, I managed to load onto my work laptop a lot of the broadcast stuff. There was some limitations. Uh, and the hour just flew by. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. I also gave the link for calling into the show to my entire uh, colleagues across the company saying, I'm doing this live show. If any of you want to go on your mobile phone and dial in and have a conversation. But I think no one wanted to do it because they didn't want to risk uh, exposing themselves after a few drinks or something, you know, and, and, and misrepresenting the company. But uh, no, it, like, it was an amazing, uh, amazing uh, few days. I'm absolutely exhausted. It's been really hot weather as well here in the UK. So behind me, that's probably off screen. I've got an aircon unit running and it's quite loud. It's not as loud as a PlayStation 4 trying to play God of War. But uh, it's uh, <laughs> I don't think you guys can hear it. So um, that's it's amazing that that's worked. So I'm a part of the Aircon Club, which I know is pretty standard in the US compared to the UK. The, the, the two things I always mention in the US that a lot of places have is Aircon and guns. And you have oh, and guns, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's not where you were going with this. <laughs> no, Do they just they come with the house. You get the keys to the house and your and a, and a gun point, on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, now I was thinking of. The flight, the the I don't know what the nets are that are over the windows, but you know, you know, so that bugs don't. You can leave the windows open at night, and you're not getting bugs coming through. Like I don't know if that's is it. Yeah, like screens, but yeah. I, and I don't know if it's like that's only in certain states. But I've noticed it. I've been in San Francisco, down south. I don't know if on the east coast, like in Massachusetts, because it's quite European weather, so you probably don't need the screens. Um. I don't know. What I, don't kind know. Of, I don't know what kind of primitive cave you're living in over there, Miles. Like every, I've lived all over the place. I've visited all over the place. I've never seen a house that didn't have screens on it. Yeah, right. So ours, ours, no houses here have it. The mosquito net things. Yeah, we have it. So like, if I want to open the windows, I'm just gonna have loads of flies coming in. It's horrible. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, that, believe it or not, that's not what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> Although shocked. maybe we'll do. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a full episode. Of uh, we talk about screen sizes for VR, and I'll just be talking about window screen sizes. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked and appalled at this news. Uh, Fred Kurtz with the two dollar <laughs> tip says, "Could there be a Playroom VR two on PSVR 2 Miles, I don't know about you, man, but I, I'm I, I think a Playroom VR two would be amazing for PSVR two. Uh, but I don't know how necessary it would be. I think I think the idea of the Playroom is to give you something fun to play and also give you like something to kind of show off the tech of the thing you just bought right like it was great for psvr1 whatever uh, but i feel like i feel like astrobot sort of taken over the role of that um i i i would really i'd really like to see an astro's playroom specifically um on playstation vr2 even if it's not astrobot rescue mission 2 on launch you know get get that to yes. us eventually sony uh team Asobi. but uh but but definitely some sort of astrobot game that's at least, you know, I mean, because, dude, you you must have played the one on PlayStation 5, right? The Astro's Playroom? It was so good. Yeah. It, was, it, showed, off, I, it showed off the DualSense tech, and we get to see some, you know, some of Astro's friends acting out different uh, Sony games. Man, it, was just, it was just a lot of fun. When you think how long it's been since the Playroom came out for the PS5, it's been a couple of years now. So they, they, they are probably working on a main game, but they're definitely doing a tech demo. I, I think 
I think we can expect it might be a hybrid where they do a sort of a Astro Bop, uh, Astro's Playroom mixed with the um, sort of the main platform game, but also the more multiplayer experiences as well. Like they might just bring it all together. Um, yeah, I'm super excited with that. Was that a question that was in the chat, right? What? What, 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 are, we, what are we talking about? <laughs> was this, was it, yeah, no, was it, this was, it was a tip, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I was going to say, because this goes on nicely to our viewers' takeover, because one of the viewers' takeover questions was also about this saying, where is our fran- fran- family-friendly PSVR 2 launch game like Playroom VR was? Because mm. that hasn't been announced yet. But then Screw I can't your rem- family-friendly launch yeah. games. But those all horror all the time, blood and guts, zombie yeah. killing, decapitation, gut wrenching. So yeah, if it's if it. If but those games yeah, are just sorry. like in the sort of montage trailers, right? They don't announce them. Like Astro, was the Astro uh, launch title for PS5 announced beforehand? It was kind of just in the blog, wasn't it? I don't know if they did a trailer for it. I can't remember. But I feel mm. like those family games are kind of a given, and it'll just be a part of of launch in the montage they haven't unless they do a sack boy vr game or something like that but you're right i think the balance is we we haven't had any family friendly psvr2 titles but i think when we get to the showcase and they show you the plethora of you know a massive variety of games i think that's when we'll see it hopefully i hope but so yeah i hope so um bug snacks yeah Oh, Bucks next would be great. Arian with the 35 cubic zirconia says, is the Toby tech that will be used in the PSVR 2 software or hardware or both? I'm surprised that the partnership was only confirmed very recently. Uh, they've been in negotiations for a really long time. Um, and uh, and so I, I feel like that there was probably some sort of NDA on on saying, hey, we are the, the tech that will be used. Um, so it's an interesting question because if it what because if you as, as somebody who doesn't know the technical answer to this question uh when when you see somebody like uh a certain developer uh tweet you know show show off their headset that's uh that's sitting on a, a desk chair uh which it looks like a retail unit you go well this has been in production and it's probably been in production for a long time and you know that all these other developers had to have the the more psvr2 dev kit style uh headset you know obviously what whatever's going on has to be working in in all of these units prior to uh to having Toby announce that the deal had gone through. Um, and so my assumption is my assumption is uh, that it, that's already integrated into all of these, all this hardware that we've been seeing and hearing about. Um, and uh, like that, I, I, I don't know. I mean, so, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I don't, I don't know the answer, um, but I, I, but I have a feeling the deal was probably worked out long before we heard that the deal was finalized. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would, I would assume that's hardware and software working in conjunction with each other, that it's actually, uh, cameras that are tracking your, your eye, like looking at your pupil and determining where your, where your pupil is. But I mean, I could be wrong about that. I just never really questioned it before. I, yeah, I think, um, post pandemic, global pandemic, uh, with all the, uh, supply issues and that you probably have to order stuff even more in advanced you know, especially for these units that are built at absolute scale with all the issues they've had before. Um, I can imagine that the deals were, were that these these have to have been discussions because it's kind of a chicken or egg thing, isn't it? Because when you're designing a new headset and saying, what are the features that we need? You have to go out to those and say, hey, this is what we're thinking at this year. Yeah. You need to know a rough estimate of the cost because when you're producing things in the millions, the margins matter that every, you know, um, dollar 
or you know even fraction of that every decimal can be the difference between you know making millions and losing millions um true. yeah yeah uh so uh i guess we don't really have a good answer for you but it's, it's certainly something i'll look into because anytime i don't know the answer i kind of want to know the answer uh, we'll get just a couple more tips here, and then we're going to get to uh, our first viewer takeover question. Professor Lilith with a $5 tip says, because it's 40% off and we haven't played it yet, the Sunday, July 10th multiplayer is Alvo. It's uh, currently on sale for $15 in the States. Yep, I'm down okay. for that, for sure. Yeah, Alvo, I, can't, I need to jump back into it, for sure. Yeah. Um, that'd be good. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's unfamiliar with our uh, weekly meetups, they happen on uh, they happen every Sunday at two p.m. Eastern. Uh, the best place to kind of go and help get organized tonight and get yourself situated and make sure that you're part of the group uh, again is on Discord. So click the link in the description and then go check out the uh, the, the meetup channel. Uh, thank you very much, Professor Lilith, for handling that. Looper, the underground game cap, the two euros says, does Miles have... Oh, God, it's more European or more UK questions. <laughs> With the two euros, says, does Miles have separate hot and cold water taps? No, no. Uh, it's all come, comes out of one. But there, there are a lot that... There are a lot of separate ones. But this is the thing is... I love these conversations because the mundane differences, like when I go to the States, yeah. I'm always blown away more by the subtle differences of like, isn't that, isn't that strange that we do those things slightly differently? And, and the way I've always explained it is when I go to another country where you speak a different language, whenever you see differences, your mind straight away goes, well, of course, different language, different culture. Of course, there's going to be differences. So going to America or Canada or Australia it always fascinates me because it's like you lose that barrier. It's like, okay, we speak the same language. And so the the only differences you see is the way that you live. And you're like, okay, this is bizarre. You know, different, you drive on the different side of the road. Um, roundabouts, um, they do exist in the US, but not too much. All of your junctions are, you know, crossroads. And mm-hmm. when you get to the traffic lights, I think you can always turn. You don't have to stop at the traffic light. You can always go, is it right or left? Drivers can let me know. All this, of, I would. I mean, all, all, I would, all of the things you're saying right now are very questionable, and I've lived here for a long time. We have lots. We have lots of roundabouts that we call rotaries. Um, what well, I really? do anyway. Okay. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure it's a regional thing where like some states yes. have more than others. Um, and yeah, and there's and there's there is no like yes, you can automatically turn this this way or that way at a light. Like it, the, there, you should be able to turn right on red, but. Like there's usually signs that say don't turn right on red or no, right. right on red. Uh, so it's it's very it's very like uh, you know uh, situation dependent. Can 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 you drive, Brian? Do you have a license? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you came to the UK, uh, would you would you drive on the other side of the road? Would I drive on the correct side of the road? You mean the right hand side? I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying the other choice is you would drive on the wrong side. That's what it sounded like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> or would you would you be stubborn and go, you know what? I'm an American. I'm going to do things my way. Hmm. And these Brits can get out of the way. No, I mean, when I go to the States, although my license would allow me to drive uh, in the States, um, I, I've, I've never chosen to do it. The idea of driving on the other side just... Um, I think if I was to do it, I'd do it maybe in Texas where there's like long open roads where I could sort of get my confidence up and... I hear it's very easy to get used to when you make that switch. You very quickly become accustomed. But, um, yeah, it's something that's never appealed to me. 
yeah, I, I would be very nervous uh, yeah. having to drive in another country on the left side of the road because it's just, you know, yeah, you, you do, you just do things. I, I drive without thinking about it. Sometimes it's like I'm on the road for 20 minutes and I'll be like, whoa, I don't even remember like, yes. like the last 10 minutes of the trip. Right, you totally go on autopilot. So I'd hate to have just go on autopilot and then, but but go on, you know, on North American autopilot instead of UK autopilot. It would be bad bad news. Um, yeah, it, it would be it would be nerve wracking. But I, but I'd still I'd still want to give it a shot. I, I I would embarrass myself, drive the wrong way around the roundabout. It'd be amazing. Um, Ari- Embarrassing yourself would probably be the the least of your worries. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Endangering myself would probably be, and and all of the other cars around me would probably be the biggest. Oh, oh I've got all these pedestrians on my on, on the on the windshield. Uh God, so embarrassing, so embarrassing. All this Are, death, so embarrassing. This is going to be the longest show of all time. Uh, it's I know, we're I love thirty it. minutes in and we haven't actually started the show. Arian with the thirty-five cubic zirconia says, "What's your latest guess on when we'll hear an update on PSVR 2 dude?" All I got to say about this is that I have no idea what Sony's doing anymore, right? Like we assumed that there'd be a there would have been a state of play showcasing uh, God of War and seeing some of the some you know here's the first twenty minutes of gameplay and then at the end they go you know fade to black and and then give us a release date. They didn't do it that way at all. Um, you know I had I had heard that there was definitely a, some more PSVR two stuff happening soon after that last state of play, uh, and I was like, well that's interesting. How's that going to work? And then I was like, oh, okay, well it might be part of a showcase. Uh, it wasn't part of the hardware the hardware showcase. And so, dude, there's so many different questions that I've got right now. And the closer we get to September, the more likely it is that everything is just going to hold off and wait till September, uh, the the big typical annual September showcase. Uh, and, and if that's the case, then fine. But wow, wow, they really are just waiting to, to, to show this thing off more. Sorry, I'm laughing. It's just the fact that we have super chats coming through talking about window screens. Like... <laughs> This I just love that this is how the sh- we're doing a PSVR show and people are doing super chats to talk about window screens. I love it. I love it. Listen, listen. You you know that you know that our good friend Ollie is out there. He, if you don't know Ollie, he's the one that uh, almost without fail uh, will will be one of the early comments saying asking where the timestamps are. Uh, Ollie, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because this is the kind of stuff he 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 probably needs the timestamps to skip over. Clearly, um, this is a niche that I need to dive into. Maybe I need to start a YouTube channel about window screens. Clearly, there's a there's a there's a demand for it. Oh man! All right. Well, Ar- Arian with the <laughs> other thirty five cubic zirconia says, even in South Africa, we do not have window screens. What? And we do not have problems with bugs coming through at night. What? Like what? How is? I, don't you I, don't you get like dangerous like. Do you get leopards and stuff like that? Right. Or buffalo or whatever, whatever you have out there. Right. Panthers, through the window. Da- dangerous cats, uh, yes. giant, giant tarantulas and uh, black widows, brown recluses. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I'd be scared about. Twitcher, the single player game cat. We're not doing a show tonight, Miles. Just letting you know. <laughs> with, a five, with the five quid uh, says, guess what? Miles can cross a road when whenever he decides it's safe to do so without fear of prosecution. Oh, you don't yeah, have any... J- Jaywalking is not a thing. Um, it's, it's, I, I remember. It's really yes, not enforced here. There's just no way it's enforced here. I cry. I mean, like, I mean, I'm constantly crossing, and uh, you know, sure. uh, like, but if you were in an accident, you yeah. would. You, it'd be. It'd be like what well, was your fault? You were jaywalking. Whereas it, there's a, and it's yeah. I mean, it's again, it's the least of your worries. If you're getting hit by a car, you you want to make sure you just you, you you're fine after it. I, I remember when I was on a school trip and I went to France and we were going to cross the road and I just started crossing and one of 
my fellow pupils were like, dude, what are you doing? That's jaywalking. And I was like, I never heard the term before. Um, so in, in mainland Europe, jaywalking's a thing. Just for some reason, UK, it's not, it's not something that's um, acknowledged. Uh, Mark Pringlesleaf says, uh, I've heard a rumor that there's an August event coming. Dude. I yeah. Mean, at, at this point... I'm just not going to believe anything till I see it. It's it's so September. easy just to it's so easy to just be like, oh, there's an event happening in two weeks, or within the next two weeks, or within the next three weeks, or with next or next month. You know, there's going to be an event, and it's like, and why would you have an event in August if you're if you traditionally have one in September? It's just, I, I just I think everybody out there just wants to be the guy who said, hey, I told you this was happening. You know, everyone throws a ton of shit at the wall. Nothing is sticking these days. Nothing is sticking, and uh, and a lot of you know people that we were looking at as possibly credible leakers have absolutely shown that they are, that they have no knowledge of anything at all anymore. So unless this is coming from someone like, um, uh, the snitch who, who's been incredibly accurate. And, uh, who's the other guy? Cause there's a recent guy that's been, uh, been doing really, really well. Probably known the snitch is the most recent. Yeah, he is the most recent. Um, You're right. Uh, old Darth, a PSVR 2 gaming hound dog, great name, with Canadian $5 tips. It's frustrating how YouTubers like, I'm assuming Colin Moriarty, are aware of PSVR 1 and the games available for it. Hope PSVR 2 and AAA games will improve visibility. Uh, I can I can only assume that'll be the case. I think um, it's going to it's it's, it's be the first PlayStation VR headset where VR is a domestic mainstream product. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. When when PSVR 1 came out, yeah, it was kind of, it was the most niche that VR's ever been alongside all the other companies. But the thing is that since that came out, you've got the Oculuses and, and them that have been building this profile with more regular models. So when PlayStation comes back, I think it's just, it is going to be forefront in, in mainstream conversation for that reason. So it is exciting for sure. Uh oh, serial killer's trying to keep me honest over here. Um, yep, there was a tip that I missed here. There was a tip that I missed. Professor Lilith with the two dollar tip says, "I need the Sims VR. I need everything VR. I, I do. I was never. I never played the Sims. I, 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 I love the original. Yep. Yeah. I, I know. I know what everybody else did. You know. I know that everybody. Um. You know. Found amazingly creative ways to to build a cool sim population and then kill them all in like house fires or drown them in pools or whatever it was. And I love that it was before the internet. So when the internet came out, everyone was like, I used to do this on The Sims and everyone did it. So it was it was like individually, it was not kind of influenced online. But yeah, I used to build a home, fill it with wooden furniture, get them to light the fire, remove the door, wipe them out. And then you could make a haunted house with like, you know, eight ghosts. It was amazing. Or yeah, take take the swimming pool ladder out. It's crazy. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, like I've just, I was just thinking in response to Old Darth's uh, statement about uh, about PSVR two and having more visibility and all that. Um, that that'll just get does get rid of the need of without parole. Like I won't have a job anymore because everybody else will actually be covering VR for finally, and then like no one has to come here anymore. Like finally got rid of those guys. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I guess I'll have to start setting up my four hundred one k and get my retirement plans in order. Intercept with the five dollar tip says something I noticed about the RE eight VR trailer is that when you see Ethan open a door, you see his arms, even though all you should see is just his hands. Is that is that what we're normally seeing in the Resident Eight trailer? Oh God, Intercept. Now, now you're tugging. At all the strings that matter to me, and I'm going to bring up the the village trailer. Oh yeah, because, because I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. 
Well, while you're doing that, I just want to say 401k is another difference. That's something I don't understand. So we'll talk about it another time. <laughs> but that's something we don't have in the UK. We probably have something similar. But yeah, that's definitely a, a, an Americanism. Wait, that what? What trailer is this? This is <laughs> oh god! This just this just shows you what a mess uh, I'm working <laughs> with over here. Uh, this is I think this is a Kairu Soul of Kairu. AJ and I were bashing on this uh, PSVR two game pretty hard. Um, Your long shadows. I just need Lady D to snack on my arms in VR. <laughs> wow, wow! I think we're learning yeah. so much about some of the uh, some of the cats out there right now so i'm just i'm just going to watch this a little bit here i want to see, i want to see what kind of interactions we see and if it's just his hands and then if it does actually switch to the arms i'm assuming that intercept knows what he's talking about uh or knows what they're talking about and uh i'm very very interested to see because does that tell us something about what we're seeing here um because right here i love we're fact checking in real time oh <laughs> uh, this is far more interesting than the thing we were going to talk about <laughs> whoa wait i think i just saw arm oh oh yeah i just see Oh, this is very interesting. So I haven't played Village, uh, and so and so this is going to be. So I've got some questions. You see the arm when she's yep um, when she's moving like, down in yeah. the cutscene. So so is is if anyone who's played Village, obviously we don't want any spoilers, but anyone who's played Village is that whole door opening like part of some cutscene. And so are we seeing the arms during cutscenes and then seeing just hands during gameplay? Uh, I think that would be probably interesting to figure out. But that is interesting. I'd, I'm curious to hear why you think that's the case, Intercept, what you think is going on there. Um, because if there's some, if, you, if you've got some kind of conspiracy theory, then you know me, man. I fucking want to hear it for sure. Or maybe it's a, a plot point like, you know, Ethan's had to tie his hand back on. Maybe he finds some arms and he sticks them on. He sews them on. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's part of the game. Yeah, he finds poor, some arms. Poor Ethan, man. He's, yeah. been so, he's been through so much already. He's like flailing hands. He's like, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, I'll sew this arm on. Absolutely crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, Miles. <laughs> Let's do viewer takeover, Brian. Let's do viewer takeover, guys. If you don't know what viewer takeover is, make sure you head on over to our Discord and click on the viewer takeover channel. Uh, that's where you can uh, become part of the show and get your questions read. Yes. We obviously tackle questions that happen in the chat on the show or during tips, but if you want to make sure that we see it beforehand and integrate it into our run of show, like all creative surgically, like then that's how you do it. That's how you find, that's how we find it be way before you ask it. That's not true. We're not psychic, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, and the question that we are wanting to tackle comes to us from Jay can cut glass meow. Says, do you think multiplayer games will have a more secure player base on PSVR 2? Even on the Quest 2, only a few multiplayer games have a long lifespan, with the majority only having a weekend or two before matchmaking becomes problematic. Wow. What do you think, Miles? Is the larger install base of PSVR 2 or the hopeful larger install base of PSVR 2 going to cure our multiplayer woes? I think it could for a select number of titles. You know, I think the ones that really hit the ground running and whoever masters, you know, multiplayer and gets that pool of player, you know, that active player base and keeps updating content. All the things we talk about, um, uh, was it Solaris, mm -hmm. um, which I absolutely loved, absolutely loved that game and was so disappointed that there was just like no visible roadmap, no updates, and it died pretty, pretty quickly. Um, the other thing also is, you know, PlayStation VR2 will be the leading headset at the time. Does that mean now that 
that will be, you know, able to have crossplay uh, with all other headsets. But then, will they be different versions of games? You know, to do with you know what is possible in the PSVR two compared to others. I think there's all these things, but um, yeah, I, I think it's a really good opportunity for multiplayer. But it all depends on the number of games at release. Um, if there's like you know only five multiplayer games at release and they're solid, then I think that's going to be a good time. Yeah, I think that um, I think that more than anything else, uh, it's I think it's actually less to do uh, with the increased player base. With I think it's less to do with the increased install base if you you know right right now analysts who again i don't i don't fucking trust as far as i can throw them uh are are claiming that quest 2 has sold upwards of 15 million units which you know for for a piece of hardware uh not terribly good but for vr kind of amazing right so so 15 million headsets she goes oh well that should ensure that the player base uh, for these multiplayer games is, is is pretty is pretty good as jay's as jay's pointing out it's just not really the case um and so so it, it comes down to it come, it's going to come down to quite a few things, and I, and I think the biggest thing it's going to come down to is just the software sales. Period. Uh, and so even if PlayStation VR two gets to the fifteen million, uh, you know, the number that Quest two is supposedly at right now, um, I think I think the more important thing is this hybrid model that Sony has yet to talk about. That I leaked back mm-hmm. in August of last year. That but because that's that's what's really going to help us. It's very seldom that you come across a game uh, on the flat screen where there's not people playing, right? I mean, you know, if it's a new game, it's been out for a year or two, like you, you generally go to and, and there's people playing. Uh, and so if if we could have a successful launch of hybrid games where where we never have to worry that it's if there's enough VR players out there, that it's good enough also on the flat screen to attract players there, that's going to not double our user base or double our multiplayer user base. It's going to quadruple or quintuple our user base. Uh, and so I think that's going to be the one up that, that the PlayStation VR two has on all of these, on most of these other headsets, right? It's going to be, there's multiple ways to play some of these games. And so that means there's a, a much larger pool of people playing uh, at any given time. That's my hope. Um, but when it comes to, you mentioned, you mentioned like Solaris and we know that first contact entertainment because of some job listings is working on something for PlayStation VR two. I don't see first contact making a hybrid game i see them making a, a vr only game uh and, and i hope that doesn't bite them in the ass uh where, where if you if you were to make it a hybrid game uh you could you know possibly get some more users in there yeah i kept rattling around in my mind as you were talking about all this because on the one hand you know playing with flat screen gamers there are, are advantages and disadvantages one way or the other that you might not want to want to have that Crossplay, but then uh, Firewall Zero Hour you can play on the on the DualShock controller, right? Um, so, and I know yes. it's not a flat screen game, but that's an example where well, no, you could actually have flat screen players with 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 VR players um, because you know if you if you're playing on Dual if, if DualShock is an option, then that's the reason that you would you'd have people involved. Um, other games I'd be less convinced by um, Grand Theft Auto would you know if, if Five came out as VR. Um, I mean, you could do it, but like for competitive stuff, arguably it just wouldn't work out because I used to love playing first person, but when you're in the open world, it, you were just at a disadvantage because on third person, you can run down the street while having complete sight of what's going on behind you. You have a much more better perspective of hiding behind at the side of a wall. Arguably VR 
would actually be an improvement on that because you're not having to press a button to press up against the wall, right. take cover. You'd actually just take cover and you could do blind fire. Um, and I know that in first person, you know, when driving in a car on GTA five, it's a bit weird because you're using the dual, sh- uh, the, the, the joysticks to one is to control the direction of the car and the other is the head movement. And that's quite awkward when you want to get a sense of being in this car, but it's still on a flat screen. So it's like a weird middle ground. Whereas again, if you're in VR, yeah, you'd just be driving and you could look around you and one hand out the window shooting and stuff like that. So um, a lot of this will have to be, a lot of it will have to be tested. So yeah, I actually, um, after going through this, uh, bit of a a train of thought i I do think actually there's a lot of opportunity for cross play with with flat screen games um i don't know how many uh cross play popular multiplayer games are at the moment i know i bang on about it all the time but i didn't realize until recently rec room um vr gamers and flat screen gamers play in the same space oh yeah Um, and and, yeah yeah, flat screen gamers and god they play on all sorts of different all different ways on the flat screen right you got people playing rec room on their cell phone that are hanging out right alongside of you in vr which is which is nuts Mm. Sorry, sirens on my end. So yeah, so if they, if they were able to do that, I mean, Rec Room is always super populated, um, and you know, if, and, and if anyone out there, I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent myself or mis- misrepresent First Contact or anything like that. Uh, when you look at something like Firewall Zero Hour, and you say, hey, but this game has w- w- was not hybrid, and this game has been wildly successful, and it's doing just fine on PSVR. Uh, there was there's never been a problem, you know, uh, with with the player base. Just want to point out that like there hasn't been a whole lot of competition. Um, and and I think that there's going to be much 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 more competition when PSVR two rolls around. Uh, you know, again, not just in the VR space, but but in the hybrid space as well. Um, so I, I think with more games, you know, we're splitting the we're splitting the player base up more and more and more and more. Um, I, I'm, what I'm what I'm most curious about, honestly, is is after seeing the player base kind of die out um, on on a bunch of different games, whether it be over on PSVR or on Quest or, or PC or anywhere else. I wonder if VR developers are thinking thinking more about single-player games with a multiplayer mode rather yeah. than creating games that are multiplayer only and where their game becomes a coaster after, you know, after three months, you know, poor star blood arena, man. Like I'll never, I'll, I'm, 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 I'm never going to not be sad about star blood arena unless we happen to get, you know, a remake of that game on PSVR too. I know it wouldn't be possible with a game like Werewolves Within having a single player, although you could have like a version with computers, but that's a great example of a game that I bought and just people were never on and it was a really cool game and it was just very, very frustrating when you don't have, you want to hit critical mass so that when people go on, there's always someone there. Even if it's a small player base, you always want people there because the moment you start logging on and no one's there, you're going to try less and less and it's really hard to get the ball rolling on it. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Man, the sirens are crazy in Worcester today. I apologize for anybody if you can hear that. Um, so we've only so got yeah. two more to do because we did the one about family friendly stuff, so we can race through the these other two. So we've got Awesome Tatum who's just asked, with rumors of a PS5 Pro possible on the horizon, do you think it could be linked with PSVR two coming out and needing the extra horsepower to further enhance VR gameplay and performance? My answer is really quick on this, Brian. I'm curious yeah. to hear your thoughts though, which is um I think it's going to be a long time until the, the, the mid-gen version comes because arguably I still think we're in the launch window of PS5, even though it's been two years and that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The way I regard a launch window is when you can finally go into a store and there will always be one available because I tell a lot of friends now who still can't get a PS5 that um, 
don't worry because when you get it, it's it's a great time to jump in. It still feels like things are just warming up. I think it's going to be a much longer generation. But in the context of VR, um, I think that what the PS5 is going to be able to do is going to be enough. And I think that if they do have a mid-gen model, which I'm actually not convinced about for the PS5, yeah. Um, but if um, they might do a slim version, but like I don't think they're gonna and they're gonna constantly be updating the hardware on the PS5 model, but not doing uh, a, a, a PS5 Pro. Um, but um, if they were to do it, it would just be like what the PS4 did for uh, Pro did for VR games. It just gives you maybe a bit more less lag, but I, I don't think those are going to be issues. Um, I don't think this is going to be something we're going to see for at least another four years. Yeah, I mean, at at a certain point, uh, Sony and Microsoft must have agreed uh, back in the day to extend the life of 360 and PS3, you know, for for longer than a, a normal lifespan, right? Because it because it really did take a long time for that generation to get off the ground, and they or maybe they were just playing chicken, right, with each other and saying, well, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna wait as long as we can, and you know, but as soon as somebody else announces something, we're going to announce something too, and and how it all worked. Um, I don't I don't think. Microsoft or Sony is is going to be in any rush to move this generation forward any faster than they have to. It definitely this is this is unprecedented for how long it's taken a generation to get started. And so this is uh, I am one hundred percent with you. It still feels like the launch window. Uh, that that's why so many games have still been cross gen. That's why uh, I, I really that's why I think that we haven't seen the typical push from Sony. To get all of these showcases out there and, and play, get the PlayStation experience back and let's do a state of play every three months. There hasn't been a push because they're selling every single PlayStation 5 that they make. They're still really, really hard to find. So wh- why do a push? Why, why try to convince people to buy something that is already selling faster than you can make it? And so I... God, and, of, and so, God of War Ragnarok coming out in November is coming yeah. out on PS4. That's a, like two years in. And it's, <laughs> right. a cross, it's a cross-gen title. Um. Yeah. So I think that, and I think that tells us everything we need to know. Um, do you think Miles? Just because we're on the topic, do you think that'll be the last cross-gen title uh, first party we get? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. What I will say though is, looking at uh, Digital Foundry, do a comparison of um, Horizon Forbidden West on the mm. PS4 and PS5. My goodness, what they managed to achieve on a PS4 is absolutely remarkable it is it is just absolutely and there are mechanics that they said originally couldn't be done in the first horizon game i'm not going to give spoilers but there are certain mechanics they weren't able to do in the original horizon game because of the um limitations of a hard disk um and i was quite angry i wasn't angry i was very disappointed to hear that forbidden west was going to be cross-gen because i was like well they were talking about how they're excited for ps5 and now this is happening it turns out they've been so good at optimizing, they've actually now been able to do that stuff on a PS4 because we often forget a part of the journey of development isn't just about hardware. Hardware is the foundations. It's how you optimize. And it's when you see these companies like Naughty Dog do remasters and stuff. And when you hear Insomniac saying after they've done Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man that we've seen nothing yet. Um, And with the Unreal Engine 5, um you know all this happening that optimization means you're not going to need a ps5 pro to enhance the vr experiences you know foveated rendering and things like this um which makes me incredibly excited of 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 the scope of improvement we're going to see with vr titles over the next 
four years without a need for improved hardware. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I think I, I think all, by all reports, we're going to be so blown away uh, by what we see when we actually put on the PSVR two headset that we're going to finally sort of realize what the PlayStation 5 has been capable of all this time. Yes, it's had faster load times, right? I, I, the solid state drive has been, been great. It's been awesome. But like I played, I played Demon Souls remake. I played Returnal and I'm not really seeing anything here. And then don't forget everybody. I'm on a 1080p plasma television from 10 years ago, right? So I'm not, I'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing on, you know, their 4k sets, but, but I'm not seeing so far anything that isn't going, that isn't, that can't be done on the PlayStation 4 or PS4 Pro, right? And so I, we've barely scratched the surface of what PS5 can do. And I think we're all in for a huge surprise when we put that headset on. It's going to be awesome. Well, we're nearing the end of the show. Do you think we should start? or? Uh... Well, the, 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 the last uh, we will do the last viewers takeover because I think it's a, it's, it's a short one, <laughs> which was, do you think charge life will be longer on the orbs than DualSense? Uh I want to reframe the question a little bit and covering on it. And it's the idea of, you know, what do you think the charge life is going to be like on the orbs just generally? Um, I, how, how I've never had issues with the, um, the move controllers dying. If, I've never if had I, issues with I, I, either. I've, had, I've yeah. got my original PlayStation three move controllers and they still last like six or seven hours. Like, and that's, yeah. that's, you know, generally as long as I'm in VR for, and so then boom, I just throw them on the dock and they're good. Next time I pick them up. But the dual sense, I'm curious because I do have two dual senses and one is on charge while the other isn't. And the one that I'm using, I will probably leave on the couch when I go to bed. And so I'm not necessarily charging it. So I do notice I am rotating them. Whereas if I just put the same one on charge after I used it, um, I'm curious to know what people get out of it. But yeah, the, the charge life on the orbs compared to the dual sense. I assume because the tracking is going to be done from the headset itself that that could offset some of you know the the energy drain but i don't know i'm i i don't i think regardless of it if it's longer life than the dual sense i think they're not you're going to be able to play six hours without having to charge them that's the hope absolutely the hope um and uh and and i know full well that i'm I'm not even gonna wait to find out uh playstation vr2 launch is going to be super expensive for me uh and i'm just gonna i'm gonna say fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the psvr2 uh which comes with the sense controllers and uh and i'm just gonna buy an extra set of sense controllers just so i can bounce back and forth more sirens on my end thank you oh so much worcester you were nothing but respectful during our show <laughs> there's probably somebody like rushing by in an ambulance right now who's like you know on his last leg and i'm like hey can you be respectful of the games cast please <laughs> uh, my apologies if anyone uh, died during that statement. Uh, Twitcher, the single player game cat with the two quid says, "I got your back, Rody." I, I don't, I don't know what that was in response to because it was literally thirty minutes ago. My bad, Twitcher. I love you so very much, dude. We need to move on. We really need to move on because we need to get That's to the the topic of today's show. Right? I don't know. I don't know if you were paying attention before the show, Miles, but we put out this poll out there. Right? We put out a poll on Twitter. We put out a poll oh, yeah. here in the chat. Right? And this is all your fault because you make me do things. <laughs> but uh, but the, but the poll was, of course, um, uh, the poll was, of course, uh, asking asking you guys out there uh, what tier of PlayStation Plus you are subscribed to. Uh, and so over on Twitter. 
I'm Honestly, curious to see how different it is. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm assuming like it's the same audience, but I could be wrong. Uh, so, do you, do you have do you have eyes on the uh, the one in the in the chat right now? In the poll in the chat. Yeah, I've got both of them in front of me. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, let's let's compare them one by one. Uh, the uh, plus essential, which is the the standard one that's you know there's the same price whatever that you were paying before. Mm-hmm. Plus essential uh, has taken the lead, forty one point seven percent. What do you have over and here? Forty five percent in our chat. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Not too different. Uh, plus extra, which is the, uh, the the next tier up, we have twelve point six percent. Twelve percent here. These are all pretty spot on. <laughs> okay, uh, and then plus premium with the thirty three point nine percent. Thirty percent here. Okay. What's okay? So and then of course then there's eleven point eight percent people who says I just don't subscribe to plus at all. Yeah, thirty. Which which means that they didn't care at all about the multiplayer conversation we just had because they're not playing multiplayer games anyway. So Twitter, which is going to have more people voting outside of our crowd, that mm-hmm. seems to lean lower down, so the more essential extra, which makes sense because I think if you're a PSVR gamer, I think you're going to be more into trying out the premium for the classic games. You're like you're just a much more deeper gamer. It's not to say you can't be a deep gamer who doesn't like VR, but naturally, if you're a VR gamer, you're really into gaming because right. it's, a, it's a commitment. So that makes sense. Absolutely what have true. you got, Brian? Oh, I so oh, I guess you know. I was gonna say I just have essential, but that's not true because uh, because I was like, well, let's see what the top tier is like. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, they they allow you to just kind of opt in uh, for like a prorated um, amount till the end of your subscription. Uh, so correct uh, for, for just yeah. like twenty bucks, I was able to check out the uh, the highest tier, the premium, uh, and pro- for for the next few months. And uh, I, yeah. And I, and I and I enjoy it. I, it's not designed for me. It's not designed for people who collect games. It's not designed for people who, uh, you know, kind of like are, have have sort of for the most part been buying everything, um, you know, as as that that you're interested in throughout the years. I I, I feel like premium is great, just like Game Pass, like maybe to buy for your kids, uh, and to say, hey, you know, like here's here's your video games for the year. You get you get a ton of great games, and you get a ton of great AAA games. You know, a little bit after lunch. Um, and you get and you get this whole back catalog of stuff to play as well, uh, or people who've just been out of the loop, uh, or people who you know just like don't make gaming a super big priority in the same way that I do. I know that there's a lot of different ways to interpret what I just said, but like the the it's it's nice that there's a big audience for this. I just don't think the audience is me specifically, and I, and I know that I don't represent even a small fraction of the gamers out there the way that I play. And my, my feeling with it is, is it's been great and I'm playing some classic games like Ape Escape I've never never played uh, growing up, so I'm giving that a go. I'm annoyed that the the way the intro title screens come up at the rate that they did on the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. even though it's technically not a loading screen, it feels so slow getting into these games, <laughs> uh, which does, does annoy me. There's no nostalgia to that. Oh, I remember being able to wait for this. It's like, no, I just want to play the game. Um my feeling is mine's going to expire in November. I think at that point I'm actually going to drop down to um, uh, extra because the, the collection that, and that's like the PlayStation Now sort of catalog. Like that catalog of games is is excellent, and I think that for the conversation today, and that's why we've done this poll, which is about you know if there was to be a PlayStation VR Plus collection, um, I think that you know realistically that would be something that probably falls into the extra tier um well, although you'd 
Yeah, sorry. I mean, no, that, that's, such a, that's such a great point that you just made, is that when we got the Plus collection over on PlayStation 5, when, so when everybody bought a PlayStation 5, and I think this is still happening right now, right? You can still, if you buy a PlayStation 5 now, it would be unfair of Sony to say, hey, we've made the PlayStation 5 unable to be purchased for the last two yes. years. Uh, and so this thing that we gave to all the people who were able to buy it just out of pure luck... <laughs> like we gave all these games for free to all to all these people who bought PlayStation Five, uh, and and but but if you weren't able to get one through through no fault of your own, uh, you're no longer able to do this. I, at some point, this has to be expiring. They they have to say at a cer- at a certain point, hey, listen, uh, the PlayStation Plus collection uh, it was only you know available for the first three years or something like that, and now and that and now we're just moving all these games back yeah. to the PlayStation Store uh, normally. They- They've definitely extended it because I know the only change was, I think, Persona 5. I think that's the, I don't know if it, it was a different version, but that was the only thing that got tweaked. But yeah, because there's licensing agreements. You've got 10 games that are first party and 10 that are third party. Yeah. And that, it probably was going to be just for the first year. And then exceptional circumstances, they've tweaked it accordingly. So yeah, so for that, technically, you need the base PlayStation Plus, which would be essential to get the collection, uh, PlayStation Plus co- um, collection with your PS5. So when, when you buy the headset, it actually might come with the essential, but it wouldn't also surprise me if it was a, a part of the extra offering. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel that I feel they should do it under the essential because if you're paying that much for a headset, they want you to dive in, you know, and experience uh, a nice range of a range of games. Doesn't mean they can't also add VR titles to the to the um, premium. That's yeah, extra. So I'm getting confused with it. <laughs> yeah, with, with there only being one tier when the PlayStation Five launched, uh, there was no, you know, no, no other tier to to put these to put the Plus collection under. Uh, and so, yeah, so it, it is a really good question to ask: Will it just be for the the people who subscribe to the base minimum, the essentials, uh, or if it will be linked to premium or extra? Um, and and I really do hope. I really do hope. You know, that it's just a a, a gesture of goodwill to say, hey. You know, you subscribe to you subscribe subscribe to Plus, and on top of that, you just bought our brand new headset. And on top of that, two years ago, you just bought our brand new console. It's like here's here's a PlayStation VR Plus collection, and that and that's what we're talking about today. Uh, is that is that we think with with a big question mark right now being held over backwards compatibility. Uh, I I think the smart thing to do, and we've talked about this quite a bit on the show. The smart thing to do would be to get some of your first-party games, some of the quality third-party games that PlayStation VR 1 has gotten over the years, uh, get all of these games upgraded for 4K for ad- with adaptive triggers, using analog sticks, all the features of the Sense controllers, uh, and then give at least some games to new PSVR 2 owners for free and say, hey, here's, here's what maybe you missed out on last gen, or if you already had PlayStation VR 1, here's some free updates uh, to all these games uh, that you already loved, and they're you know close to PSVR two caliber now. Um, so yeah, you, you said I, there were twenty. Did you say there were twenty? Uh, in this, games? yeah. If you in scroll this. down, this article you got because at the top it's about like the bug snacks when that was released, but then they do have the list. So yeah, there was ten first party and then ten. But I don't know if I could even name ten first party PSVR no. games. No, there, <laughs> there, there were certainly a bunch that were paid for by Sony, right? If you look at games like Wanderer, that ended up being multi-platform. You look at the games like Durasane, uh, I'm pretty sure that a lot of these had Sony funding behind them. Uh, even even getting games like Song in the Smoke over on 
uh, PlayStation VR, uh, pretty sure that that came with some Sony funding as well, right? That probably would have just been a, a Quest 2 game otherwise, or a PC and Quest game. Uh, so yeah, yeah, and obviously Resident Evil Seven, right? Like, there's just no way. Like, we we, get, we had exclusivity to that, and we still have exclusivity to that. Uh, so there's a lot of Sony money backing some of these games, which I think was a really smart move. But as far as games that you would call first party games, I mean, very, very, very few and far between. Yeah. No, for sure. So, like, off the back of what you were talking about just then, like, before we get into our specific suggestions and really interested to see what everyone says in the chat, we kind of want to go into what Brian's already touched upon, which is, like, you know, generally speaking, what are the characteristics of what would make a good PSVR game contender Mm -hmm. for this collection? And so, like, the first one we've got on the list is best of. You want to show the best of PSVR. True. Um... But I'll tie that in with another one on the list, which is diversity. So you might have someone that has not played PSVR. They've got a PSVR 2 headset. And let's just say they're into first-person shooters. Let's just say Call of Duty's got Warzone coming out for for PSVR 2. And that's the only game they're going to get. By releasing the collection where there's a puzzle game, a horror game, a family game, these games, someone who's bought PSVR 2 and is just expecting to play... Uh, you know, um, Warzone in VR, they might go, actually, well, I, I, you know, I'm, my friends aren't on at the moment. I might give these other games a go. And genres of games that they wouldn't normally like in the context of VR, they're like, actually, puzzle games in VR are awesome or horror games I was never sure about. I like how this makes me feel. And so I think there's a real opportunity there that with this collection, I think diversity is going to be the strength of this, of having a really... I'd rather have a smaller but more diverse range um, because I think the purpose of this collection isn't to give people free games and they feel like this is good value because I'm getting free games. It's actually an opportunity to market, um, not just having to do like a a PlayStation Worlds title to show the technology, but actually saying, no, we're going to release 10 titles or five titles with enhancements for PSVR 2, you know, it could be that sort of stuff as well. Um, and I think that's kind of exciting. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, yeah, and actually going over to this list uh, of games that, that launched on PlayStation 5, these PlayStation 4 games that we got for free as part of the Plus collection on PlayStation 5. I mean, look at games, it's Bloodborne, Days Gone, Detroit Become Human, God of War, crazy, uh, Infamous Second Son, Ratchet & Clank, The Last Guardian, The Last of Us Remastered, Until Dawn, Uncharted 4, uh, those are all first party games and those are like just absolutely, uh, those are system sellers, right? Those, those were games that people bought PlayStation 4s for, uh, they, they are about as triple A as triple A get. Uh, and then just to tack on, Hey, from our third parties, we got, uh, Batman Arkham Knight, Battlefield one, Call of Duty, Black Ops three, uh, zombies, Chronicle edition, uh, Crash Bandicoot and Zane trilogy, fallout four, uh, Final Fantasy 15. I know I don't need to read all these, but I'm just trying to give you guys the idea here oh, that good. like these are not these are not like throwaway games. These are not games that like people would go, oh man, what a pile of trash. Or it, it would it's really fucking hard to roll your eyes at this. Um, Monster Hunter World, Final Fantasy 15, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. Uh, absolutely insane. The 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 quality of games that you got. Um, you know, in 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 all of them play better on PlayStation 5, to my knowledge. Maybe they didn't mm-hmm. all at launch. Uh, some of them were patched later on, like Resident Evil 7, Biohazard. But some out of the gate were absolutely uh, played better, fat, uh, better frame rates, etc. 
Um, and so I'm playing, I'm playing through Days Gone right now and having an absolute blast and actually going, how the fuck did I skip this game, right? And, it, and, and I feel really fortunate that I waited as long as I did because I heard there were some issues like around launch or the following year maybe, uh, and it got all cleaned up. And so I'm playing the best version of Days Gone possible. I was the same as you with that, that game. I need to go back to it, but like 60 FPS on the motorcycle is like it just so smooth and it's yeah. it's it's really great and, and it's also a, a great point about the fact that that collection had really great like games that sold huge amounts and so another part of this collection is it's about having you know the best of but best of games that have sort of they've sold the bulk of what they're going to sell mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we might think of games, and we'll get to this in a moment, like, you know, Beat Saber, which is like, it is arguably the best of PSVR one, but that's still actually still selling good now. And it's still going to sell good on PSVR two. Um, and so on the flip side, there's also, you know, they're going to look at games where there's old titles, where it could benefit from uh, a second wave of sales. It could be like DLC that's attached to it. Um, it might be that they say, actually, I think it'd be a bit cheeky if they did it and said, but you can pay for a PSVR 2 patch. I think I think that wouldn't be a good idea. But also it might have a halo effect with multiplayer. Let's say they bring Firewall Zero Hour and you're able to play with people on PSVR. That's actually going to bring a new wave. And then people who've got PSVR who haven't got Firewall yet might then end up buying the game. So that halo effect of just because you're giving away games for free doesn't mean it doesn't also increase sales with multiplayers that other people then who don't have access to that go, but I want to jump in and they'll do that anyway. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's what, what Miles is saying in a somewhat roundabout way is, right. is uh, dude, dude, I'm the king of roundabout conversations. So I'm just throwing a little shade uh, to, because I feel insecure. Um, <laughs> Um, what, 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 what we're trying to say is that like, yeah, the games that sound like absolute winners in a plus collection might not make the most sense and in, in for various reasons. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go through a bunch of games. We're going to talk about a bunch of games. We're going to say, you know, what, like, and they're going to, we're going to talk about some real top tier stuff, maybe some hidden gems that we think maybe belong in the list. And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to throw this out there real quick, Miles. Uh, I think you and I both agree that maybe 20 games is overkill for, for an accessory, you know, for rather than brand new piece of hardware. Maybe we keep this to 10 games, but we can, we can of course discuss far more than 10 games, but maybe we narrow list down to 10 games after discussing a few different ones. Um, and, uh, sure. and the other thing I think, dude, is depending on, uh, depending on the availability of PlayStation VR two, I think it would be smart of Sony to say in this, this this premium pack of games is only available to people for the first year of release and then everybody's like oh man i get 10 free vr games if i buy this headset this year you know and as long as it's available for everyone to buy as long as it's not playstation playstation 5 like shortages this could this could be one of the many things that uh, push sales through the roof year one yeah. just saying well just saying can I can I kick things off with then a suggestion uh, that based on what you were saying that I, I put on this list? Yes. Um, Rush of Blood yes. with a PS5 patch because um, we were talking about this in the chat with the Game Cats during a previous show a week or two ago um, with one of your previous conversations, and the thing I said was 4K resolution. Okay, mm-hmm. across two eyes, um, 60 FPS. With haptics, Russia Blood would be a phenomenal experience. Like the um, what are the name of the creatures in uh, Russia Blood that jump at you really fast? 
beginning with W. Um, oh, the, the oh, shit. The, uh... when, is it Wenlocks or something? I'm, I, I can't remember what they are. I've totally got it wrong. But whatever they are, they move really fast. That in 60 FPS, you know, 4K with better resolution, like all those experiences and like seeing the track move at 60 FPS and the haptics. Wendigo. Um, Wendigo. Where, yes, there you go. Thank you. Um, all of that would just be phenomenal. So, and what a way to bring it back with all the issues we've got with the uh, the stop start of the uh, start start button. But yeah, um, for me, I think that would be a must. Con- yeah, a, a strong contender. Oh, in in uh, in it is possibly uh, guys in the chat had it long before I could even Google it. Wendigo, <laughs> um, it, per- absolutely perfect. Uh, perfect game for this collection. Perfect game for an upgrade because it was a launch game, right? You've probably sold as many copies of Rush of Blood as you're going to sell. Right? It's been on sale a ton of times, and you know, for as little as six bucks. So, you, so making it free, like you're not exactly, uh, you're not exactly, you know, breaking the bank here. You're giving us a game that you've sold many times for six bucks. Um, but dude, yeah, when you talk about the haptics, I mean, I'm thinking about the feeling of being on a roller coaster. Never mind the enemies. The feeling of being on a roller coaster and, and feeling the thunk, 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 thunk of, of yes. wooden, uh, the wooden roller coaster yes. that you've been on, uh, and, and feeling that just adds to the discomfort, right? Of being like, oh man, what's going to happen? This is this is an uncomfortable experience being here on this ride, you know. And then even extending that possibly into the, the sense controllers as well. Um, I mean, it, and it, it doesn't even need to be said. Anytime you, anytime you fire a gun with with the dual sense, you know, with the adaptive triggers and feeling the different uh, different pressures, you're going to feel the difference between the different weapons. You're going to feel these are your handguns, these are your pistols, and then these are your shotguns. You know, these are you're going to feel a difference when you fire those weapons. Uh, so that is absolutely a perfect uh, a perfect game for this list. Dave Station. Uh... Hey, dude, he, he corrected me right, which was the fact that Sony mandated that all PSVR 1 games ran at at least 60 FPS, which is very true. Sure. Um, uh, but having that at 4K, the resolution um, would be just, yeah, phenomenal. But yeah, no, I'm, fair I'm, point. I'm working, my, one of my least favorite personality traits about myself is that I correct people when they're wrong. And so I'm, I'm working on not doing that. And so Do Dave, it. to Dave Station, thank you so much for allowing me to work on my personality flaws because <laughs> you're just you're just the worst part of me right now thank you <laughs> dude like uh, for me like and you know nothing's per- <laughs> like i know it's not personal but like correct me correct me otherwise i'm gonna keep saying the wrong things but no it's uh it's, it's 120 fps isn't it a lot of uh, a lot of stuff on the um gsbo Ge- on anyway. gener- yeah uh the ref- the refresh rate is a- 120 hertz yeah uh, so it, it. it can get confusing going back and forth. Uh, I do want to get caught up on tips before we go too deep into our topic sure. here. Uh, Intercept follows up on his Resident Evil 8 arms uh, he was talking about earlier. He says, I feel like uh, with the $5 tips, says, I feel like they'll have some doors that have to be opened with your hand and others with a uh, with a loading screen or cutscene. I could be wrong. Uh, it's an excellent, excellent theory. Uh, and, and now I'm going to obsess over Intercept until we figure out what the answer is. Because uh, there's a reason. Now we just got to figure out why. Dave Station VR with the $5 tips. Uh, th- again, these are old tips. I apologize uh, for getting to them late. Uh, it says, I'm late. But I'm here to say, yeah. tip train. Uh, Kill Artist 1, the Dreamweaver Game Cat. $2 tip says, cats, I finally beat Iron Man VR. LOL. Loved it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, Chrome Colossus, aka GB, the Brew GC, with a two dollar tip says, "Congrats, kill artist." <laughs> so, 
So, yeah, congratulations. And uh, and I think that's going to lead me to the very first game that I want to submit uh, for the approval of the Midnight Society. And that is <laughs> <laughs> that is Iron Man VR. Uh, because, dude, what... An amazing oh, game with some yeah. ridiculous problems that, if given yes. a second chance, could easily, easily be fixed. Right? What What was your experience with Iron Man? Did, did you Did you Did you have the same experience I did? Did you love it? But kind of like, okay. like yeah, I loved it, um, but I stopped playing it because I went. I, I was playing it on the most difficult mode because I was going for the for the platinum trophy mm-hmm. and. Um, the loading times every time you fell and start again, it's like again by the margins that the loading time was just grating enough that I that every time you had to replay, I was just frustrated with the with the loading. It was it was too much. I, I'm yet to play it on the PS5, which I hear is a bit of an improvement. But yeah, I just felt it was a game that was made ahead of its time. Like the hardware and the optimization, arguably, I felt it was ahead ahead of its time and i think this needs a second a, a, a second wave and yeah the idea of using the propulsion in your hands with haptics the the feeling because you know um move controllers are great with the rumble it's amazing the different textures you can do with it yeah. but it's only when you go from a dual dual shock 4 to a dual uh, a dual sense you really realize what haptics are and like the vibrancy that the example i always give is on the astrobot game when you're rolling the ball over the rocks and I describe to people, it literally feels like you've got rocks in your hand right now, which just sounds crazy. <laughs> but it's like the, the the way they're able to bring those textures. So, yeah, like Iron Man, can you imagine like going over the water, you know, and uh, when you get blown out the plane and when the helmet comes on with the haptics, like, yeah, you know, the, the haptics are going to be very limiting around the head uh, because they don't want, you know, players to get concussions. <laughs> but um, that's going to be, you know, as, it's, as the Iron Man helmet is charging up, you'd actually probably feel this like going up the side of your face. You know, I I don't know how it's going to work, but like, yeah, that's really, it'd be really cool. So yeah, I, I, I love the game, but I, the, the loading times drive me crazy. Yeah. I, you know, unlike, uh, (laughs) unlike all of the other games that we're probably going to talk about on this list, uh, the thing I, the things I want to see in Iron Man VR, uh, on PlayStation VR two aren't, aren't really, uh, aren't really like, oh, let's take advantage of the triggers or the haptics or this or that. I mean, I think those would be amazing, obviously, for various reasons. Um, I think having a spongy trigger, you know, to, to, to when you use your thrusters would be absolutely amazing, all right? And, and not to mention, like, the, the haptics that come with that. But I think the thing that I'm, I, I want most from Iron Man VR is for Camouflage to kind of have a second chance to do things yeah. right. Because there were so many moments in that game where you just have to, you know, where you're like, oh, you have to fly over there and then pull this thing off the side of the plane. And then and the screen fades to black to reorient you to face the thing that you need to pull off. And then, like, then it's got these, like, kind of translucent hands that tell you exactly what to do. And then you do it in sort of, like, the scripted animation. And there's all these little things that combine to being, like, this is not VRAF. In fact, this is 
this desperately wants to be BRAF, but is, is, is failing miserably at that particular aspect. And so I, I kind of want the team to be able to go, you know, we, we, we had a chance to go back in. Now the loading times are sorted out. Uh, now, you, now you can be Tony Stark and walk around Stark Mansion, um, you know, with full locomotion and, uh, and, and be able to do all this stuff, be able to skip uh, long-winded dialogue scenes, be able to get more things to interact with while people are talking at you. Like there's just so many little things that can be improved that maybe it wasn't worth doing on PlayStation VR one, but maybe worth doing to give your game a second chance on PSVR two. Uh, and so I'm w- that's kind of where I'm at with that one. I'm wondering if there's anything they could do with the release to generate some more revenue. Like, because on the one hand, I feel it's actually a game that if they did a PS five version, they could sell it. Um, because Marvel and the MCU is still huge. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel that, you know, if they deserve a second chance, what does that come with? I mean, look, the the the, the money they might get to be in the collection might be good enough, you know, a, a good enough deal. Yeah. Um, because I know, I, I, I suspect the way it works is you get a sum, but it's also based on number of downloads and engagements and stuff like that. So, Well, the original um, game was funded completely by Sony. So, oh, it was. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so basically, what, what I, I think this would be more of a goodwill thing than anything else, right? Where they say, yes. hey, you know, and and on top of that, give PSVR two owners a game they can rave about at launch that they got for free, and again, that sells more headsets. Be like, oh, did you hear about PlayStation? You know, did you hear about Iron Man VR on PlayStation VR one? Well, yeah, everybody kind of said it was sort of cool for various reasons, but now check it out, right? And then you know, maybe maybe it doesn't ge- generate any more revenue from software. But it sells like a hundred thousand more headsets because everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Apparently, Iron Man VR is the fucking coolest thing on the face of the planet now, right? So, like, word of, word of mouth, uh, getting getting onto people's, giving people a reason to stream it again, right? You, you, no one's ever going to stream Iron Man VR ever again unless there's a re-release, and so it's an easy way to get it back onto our channel. Uh, I don't know who else is doing stuff out there. Wolf in VR. I mean, I don't know. I just ran, name random channels that have way more subscribers than me. And like, and, and then that generates more interest. And for new VR gamers, suddenly they're like, oh, I need a PSVR too. Just saying. There are, but yeah, and there are also so many people that have jumped into the gaming ecosystem with getting PlayStation 5s during the pandemic, become gamers because they were stuck at home and were like, actually, I like this. Um, and I know a lot of people that are going to jump into VR for the first time with this headset. And my point is going to be that there's a lot of people that still don't know that there's an Iron Man VR game. <laughs> and when you think of VR, like you could be Iron Man. Like their campaign, Suit Up, was amazing. And they did lots of campaigns. They had the Iron Man uh, box set and stuff. Like I'm not saying they weren't promoting it, it didn't do great. But there's a whole the, the market of Iron Man fans and people that know this character. And it's like when you explain to people how it works in VR, yeah, you've got to put your hands behind you. Which, by the way, with the move controllers, <laughs> had to be designed in a way that, well, you put your hands behind you, but not so far that you can't track it anymore. So actually, something that's just come to my mind now is, with the new uh, orbs, you're actually going to be able to position your hands around you however you want. You're going to have more mobility because it's gonna, you're, you're literally going to be able to put your hands wherever. It, you're not having to think constantly about, well, as long as the, uh, the, the move uh, lights are out of shot of the camera so that'd be great right man oh man oh man right I'm, and, 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 I, and i do want to kind of reiterate that like my my vision of this again is to be like get your psvr2 headset because these games are only free for a year 
right? Yes. If you only have, you're only able to download them for the first year, the headset. So, so then eventually, you know, yes, it's great word of mouth for the headset, but eventually, yes, then, then Sony starts making their money back. Camouflage State starts making their money back. Uh, it, it's, it's the long game, right? This is, it's it's looking ahead to the future rather than being like what's what's going to make us a buck today. It's like what what's going to make us a lot of money in the long term. And I think so, an upgrade like this could definitely do that. Yeah, no, completely agree, Brian. Right next on the list. Okay, this one. I'm interested in a certain part of conversation around it. So it's Firewall Zero Hour. Yes. I know that you don't have to use the aim controller to have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. But when you use an aim controller, you have a really good time with it. Um, I'm someone who couldn't ever play it without the aim controller now. It's just, it's so good that you can't then revert to two separate controllers. However, I've never played any of the other modern headsets um, that have good tracking. Um, the whole double handing, uh, holding with two hands like one weapon um there's a lot of games where you can pick up a rifle like even in rec room uh, rec royale you can hold a massive rifle with one hand and with the second hand you can then hold it and move it but it's just easier to hold it with one hand and point having two hands actually makes it harder to line up um i'm just curious to know how that would translate to the orbs on the psvr2 um i just want there to be a name controller for the next generation um so yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can guarantee, right? If Sony doesn't make one, uh, or Sony doesn't hire someone to make one, then third party someone will create. Here's here's your PVC pipe, right? <laughs> right. And here's where you attach one sense controller, and here's where you attach the other one. And and to be honest with you, once you put the headset on, I don't care because because you've you've still got all of the all the features and functions of sense controllers. Uh, and in once you get the headset on, you don't care what it looks like. So by all means, if you're going to sell me a twenty dollars piece of PVC piping, I am totally down for that. Um, yeah, that the, the fact is, is it's two using two handed weapons is going to work so much better with sense controllers than it did with the move controllers. That said, the added immersion of having it be one piece, one item that's moving in tandem with itself. Um, is is super super important i think for the immersion um so i I would prefer that personally uh i don't i don't i don't i don't don't, yeah so i I don't know maybe that maybe that's a detriment right maybe is that a detriment to getting this in the plus collection is that the the lack of an aim controller at launch is that something that would keep this from being something that we should be recommending well, people, this is for people that have not experienced it before, and so it's the kind of thing of unless you've used it, you've got you, you can't miss out on what you've not experienced. So it, it definitely has to go on there. I was just sort of thinking of it as a as a sort of a side point. Um, uh, would I play Firewall Zero Hour on the PS5 myself, for example? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, on PSVR two myself. I'm not sure. I probably would, but just the aim controller, man, so so good. Um, so yeah, Brian, right now, so we've got a. Uh, Okay, I know Rush of Blood, arguably, it's, it's a horror game. We've got a, a horror-ish game. Uh, we've got an action game, and we've got a shooter. Yeah. What's your next choice? It doesn't matter if it's one of those categories, but it'll be interesting to see how diverse we are with our selection. Yeah, I do, I do want to, you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like I don't have any positive thoughts about Firewall. Before we move on, I'm sorry for... for oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah no, please. 
I feel, I feel like I don't have any positive thoughts about Firewall being one of the games on the Plus Collection because I, I you just got to figure, man, that the, the First Contact has something. We know that they have something in the works based on job listings, right? But like, is do they have a launch title in the works? Do they have a firewall firewall sequel in the works? Is it right? Like, what okay. what what do they have? And so, do do they really want to cannibalize the sales of their own game with a free version of their last game? You know, like That's what, what what exactly are they doing? Or or are, do they have this you know firewall master edition? in the works for PSVR 2, right? Like, where, where it's all the levels and the weapons and everything, and the contractors from the first game, plus double the maps, double the contractors, double the weapons, and, and, and plus 4K visuals and all this stuff. Who knows what they have in the works? Oh, I mean, look, I'm going to agree with you. And I think, actually, this point really heavily applies to Firewall, because I, I was about to say, this could apply to all the games to talk about. Like, there could be a new Russia Blood style. I mean, I, I don't suspect there is. I, but... Firewall definitely is, there's something coming. And I actually think that has the highest propensity for cannibalizing their own audience. Because actually Solaris, I think there was some of that as well. Some came from Firewall and then jumped straight back to Firewall uh, because there was a lot of, of, of crossover. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's a really, really great point. It makes me a bit reserved with that choice now. But I kind of feel like mm. as an idea of a collection for people that have never experienced VR before, regardless of what's coming down the, the pipeline, I feel like, okay, there might be a better shooter, but I think Firewall would be a solid shooter to say, this is what it's like to play a Counter-Strike style game. Um, you know, I, I think Firewall is more likely than Alvo because I think Alvo, for the reasons we've given already, uh, I've seen Alvo's in the chat, by the way, so hi, Alvo team. But um, Alvo um, is a game that is still ongoing. They're still doing updates. That's a game that could come out for PSVR 2 and they would still sell copies. I feel like there's still a lot more. Um, and also, Firewall has already come out as a PlayStation Plus game, hasn't it? So, um, oh, right. Past, about yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, wait, wait, get me caught up on our own show, Miles. We had uh, we started with Rush of Blood, uh, and then what did we move on to? Iron Man VR, Iron and Man. then Firewall. And Firewall. Okay, I'm just calling yeah. the list right here to make sure that we, uh, we don't forget, because I already forgot. <sighs> Dude, Rush of Blood, Iron Man VR, Firewall. I'm dude. I got to I got to go with a super super obvious choice, and that's going to be Astrobot Rescue Mission because Astrobot Rescue Mission fills in that family friendly void that we need, right? Just to make sure that there's something for everybody. And and honestly, like whether you played Astrobot or whether you haven't played Astrobot, it doesn't really matter because the fact is it's a game for everybody. It doesn't matter if you love horror games, doesn't matter if you're an adult, doesn't matter if you're a kid. Uh, it's just it's just an awesome game. It's like it's it's the Disney. Well, let's go with something cooler. It's the Miyazaki of VR, right? It's no matter who you are, you should enjoy this game because it's just so awesome. And so this fills in that family friendly void that we've got so far in our list. Uh, and and mm. of course. This is a game, even though this isn't like Astro's Playroom, this is a game that took full advantage of PSVR 1 uh, and, did, and did whatever it could in order to, um, you know, from, from, the, from, from the devices that you use, the touchpad, um, to, to, to tracking the controller, to giving you a person, a first-person view of a third-person game uh, and throwing seaweed on your face, all these VRAF elements. So the fact that they took full advantage of PSVR 1, I'd sort of, I'd sort of be interested to see what they would do with this to kind of push the limits of PSVR 2 on day one, say, hey, you know what? It's like, yes, we've got an Astrobot Rescue Mission 2 in the works, but we've upgraded our first game to take advantage of some of these cool features. Yeah, 
because again, it's like if they did have one at launch, you wouldn't want to cannibalize it with this sort of game. But then I'm like, it'd be cool if they did a version for the PSVR 2 where maybe at the end there was an extra mission or something that then teased the sequel. Mm. You know, um, they could like, you know, they just add a post. Uh, I mean, the credit scene in that game is amazing. Shooting with the gun is one of the coolest. And you get the coins from shooting the gold letters. Yeah. Um, it's one of the, just the most... Um, the thing about VR, and we talk about this a lot, and, and I know we're going to get to Blood and Truth. A lot of people in the chat have been mentioning it. And one of the crit- no. criticisms of Blood <laughs> and Truth is um, the idea that, you know, games that do well is where it's not gameplay, cutscene, gameplay, cutscene, but you're always, in in the story bits, you're still involved. And although you are involved in Blood and Truth, it still feels like that gear change of there's bits where you're sitting around waiting for stuff to progress. And what Astrobot has done really well is even in the credits, something that normally people just want to skip, they made it super engaging. That like the credits is a really fun level. Um and I think that really speaks to the great design. Um but yeah, I think there's something they could do where if they did release it as the collection, there's some way that they could use it to tease a sequel, you know. If you complete that game, you unlock stuff in the sequel, you know, stuff to make people want to play all of it. But um yeah, dude, it's Definitely, definitely on the list. Agreed, agreed. And I think that, you know, I think every game belongs on this list for a different reason. But I think one of the mm. great reasons this game belongs on this list is because uh, because Astrobot, you've got to figure with the with, with what they've done with Studio Japan, they've sort of shuttered a lot of the studios within Studio Japan and focused on a Sobi team who's, who, who made Astrobot. Uh, and so if they're if they're staffing up it at a Sobi, then you've got to figure a sequel's in the work. It's, works and so what better way to sell a sequel than to hand everybody the first game and say this is why you need the sequel right so so now all the people who already played astrobot one are going to buy the sequel and now everybody who didn't play it uh and and maybe heard great things about it or never even heard about it before now now they're going to have their hands on it and go holy crap you guys are right about this i'm going to buy the sequel the day the day it comes out do we think and this might be a conversation that's already happened on the channel and i i just missed it but do we think that the DualSense controller is going to be an option for PSVR 2 games? We, we do have this conversation occasionally. And, uh, and what's interesting is... Because uh, it's uh, important for Astrobot, isn't it? Because that game, yeah. a lot of the mechanics are using the DualShock controller. Right. Like all the, 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 the different um, upgrades you get, like the Ninja Stars and things like that. So there would be possibly a need to actually redesign it if it was going to require the orbs. And then in that way, actually, it's not going to quite be as good because the magic was that the way it was so intuitive with a platform controller that had some extra interactivity in it. But um, It's true. Yeah. It's true. And so I think the funny thing is, is it took us a long time to get to Looper's tip, um, but I think this relates. Looper, the underground game cat with the 10 euros, says, I only saw front-facing cameras on PSVR 2, so orbs, this is in regards to our two-handed weapon thing, uh, I believe, uh, orbs have to stay in your FOV in order to be tracked. Quest players have this issue in Zenith, so they have to keep looking uh... at their hands while climbing. So... Uh, so, oh, this is actually probably in response to your Iron Man VR. The Iron Man right? thing. Yeah. So, this is true, Looper, but there's also plenty of technology out there that Iron Man VR even used on PSVR 1 for the game to just kind of like assume where your hands are. They know your hands are in this general vicinity. And so like it's, it's sort of an algorithm that plays along with the tracking itself. And on top of that, I would say that I don't know if, you, if you've seen the cameras on PSVR 2. 
if you studied the pictures like I have, but look at the tiny ass cameras on the quest. Look how tiny that little, look how tiny that is. See how tiny that is. It's like, it's like, it's it like I can just go foomp and flick it off the headset, right? It's <laughs> tiny. But if you look at the cameras on the PSVR two, they're, they're giant. And you can only assume that the, that, that their field of view are much, much, much wider. And so even though it only looks like it's front facing, I, I, I think we're going to be able to reach far, 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 uh, further, in different directions than you can on the quest. You mm-hmm. won't always have to be looking at your hands because I've heard people say that about walkabout. It's like, oh, I got to look at my ball when I when I putt because it doesn't work. And I've experimented a little bit, and, and, it, and it does sort of depend on the situation. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's one more thing that PSVR two is going to uh, not solve, but come closer to solving than current headsets. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Having Dual Sense available for PSVR two would would definitely solve a lot of the backwards compatibility concerns that we've had. Dual Sense conversation. Thank you. But there, there's a light on the top of the Dual Sense, right? There, there's a light. There, there, even though it's not IR light, right? It's a, it's it's a blue light or whatever color it's supposed to be on on top. Instead of being front facing like the DualShock Four had, oh, that's true. It's on top. So is that and there's got to be a reason, Miles, why they would do it that mm. way instead of the way they've been doing it. And I think that. To be honest with you, it's so the it's so the headset can track it. it IR light's not much different than regular light, right? And so yeah. if you can track IR, it should be able to track a light just to say, oh yeah, we know where your dual sense is, no worries. And then you got your touchpad right there, you're good to go. Yeah. Solved. You're welcome. Great. That was a great <laughs> great suggestion now. And a nice with a family friendly one. So, oh man, next up, what are we gonna do? Um I mean, look, let's go with one that the chat mentioned. So, Blood and Truth. Um, <laughs> I no, but, but I, I, I understand completely. Again, it's like, dude, I love Blood and Truth. I don't, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I don't I, know. I just like being a contrarian. <laughs> it's whether it, I, I think it would definitely be a, a, a one for the collection, um, because it's action. It's, it. I think it. it it fits it's sort of it's kind of a rail shooter in some ways but it's not it's it's sort of a good middle ground so i do think it holds its own it has some cool interactivity with the shooting range and things like that it's a very well polished game it has the more cinematic elements to it so um although it wouldn't be one that i would necessarily rank high on this list i i I see it as a strong contender just based on the fact that it was done by london studios and it was, you know, it had a lot of updates post-launch, didn't it? Um, so, yeah. and some of those were aim controller updates too, or, or, or games that, or ones that you could play with the aim controller. I never, I never actually right. tried the aim DLC without the aim. I don't know if you need it or not. Curious, right? Yeah, it's it's uh, a great game, man. It's a great game, and I think you know, and it, it gave us an interesting way to tell a story in VR, uh, and it really added so much to the the time crisis formula, which until this point had been very very arcade like, right? You'd have you'd have like these five second or ten second intervals between shooting segments, and then this was like, hey, we're just gonna introduce you to characters and tell a story and create intrigue, and this is an action movie, and you're just gonna play the action parts. Um, and so, yeah, so dude, this is, this, this did something in VR that I don't, hadn't really been done yet and I, and, and really hasn't been done since. So it, there's, there's, you could certainly disparage the game and, and, and say, you know, there's too much standing around talking to people or having people talk at you. But, but what this game does is, is, is pretty brilliant. Agreed. 
yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely on the list. In terms of my own choice, I was going to go with um, Saints and Sinners because they've got the sequel coming. Well, it's going to be out by that point anyway. Right. Um, that's that's an example of what we're mentioning about what characteristics would work well. It's one that becomes a pipeline for people that are like, oh, there's this new Saints and Sinners game. Or, Am I going to like it? Oh, there's the first one. Hey, this is pretty good. Wow, this is a, and it's one of the best games on PSVR. And then you go, well, I'm definitely going to buy the second one now. Um, and so, yeah, I think that would be a really, really strong entry. Also, because I think that they've probably sold, I don't, I don't know how many they're still selling now, but I feel that by the time we get to the launch of the second one, all focus, anyone that's, you know, interested in Saints and Sinners games is just going to go and buy the second one. So if it's about encouraging new people, Give them the first one for free. Yeah, this is this is one of the few games uh, I, I thought was practically perfect on PSVR, um, and and it, but I did but constantly throughout the course of you know it's been how many years now like two and a half years or so I can't remember exactly when it came out. It's been a while since it came out, and I, and, and on my review I keep seeing people's comments saying I I I, I can't play this. I can't play this simply because the move controllers are terrible, right? And that might be because of their their setup. That might be because they're just not familiar with how to navigate worlds with full locomotion. It, there's a lot of different reasons, right? The move controllers were kind of crappy. You know, a lot of us dealt with them and got really good at using them. And like custom, like my room is set up differently now because of the move controllers, right? Like just making sure that I had the absolute most perfect setup possible. Not everybody was capable of doing that. Uh, or, 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 or was knowledgeable enough about what caused problems with the move controllers. Um, and so like the simple fact of adding analog sticks to the proceedings, I think is just a, is such a huge deal for saints and sinners, getting people to get in there and just be able to walk around the world without having to, you know, go online and see a tutorial about how to use the move controllers to walk around. That's way bigger for people outside of our community than I think, than I think any of us realize. Yeah. I mean, look, one of the most impressive things about Saints and Sinners for me was how with just the limited, uh, you know, the vibrations of the move controller, how visceral it felt when you stab a zombie in the head. Yeah. Sorry, Walker uh, in the head. And, uh, you know, and you're pulling the, the knife out. There's a real sense of like, you know, you're holding his head with one hand and the other when you're just like in midair and yet you get a sense of that tension, how that's going to be with the, the orbs, man. Um, I might need to get a, a psych, a, 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 a check afterwards. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Nice, nice little therapy session. will do us all well yeah, after yeah. that much murder. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but Dave station VR is in the chat with the $2 tip. What's up, Dave he says they need a Neku Atsume game so that you can pet the cats. Uh, I agree, man. Like Neku Atsume was fun on PSVR one. But very, very limited. Uh, you need to be able to get up there and make make Neko Atsume VRAF, man. I want to I want to feel the fur go, go, move through my hands when I when I when I pet the cats. You know, we always talk about like rough textures, like grabbing onto ladders or feel or feeling the rope when you climb in Horizon Call of the Mountain. But we don't talk about fluffy things very often, you know, especially cats. So I think it would be cool to see if the the sense controllers could simulate the like the softness of cat fur right i don't know how that would work so two like categories of games brian that i'm thinking we haven't touched upon yet yeah one is rhythm games because 
we've already touched on Beat Saber earlier in a different in a earlier convo, and sure. the fact that we don't think it, it it'd be a great game, well, but it's probably on. not going to be the. Ca- you know what? Let's 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 just talk about Beat Saber, man. There's there's no reason not to talk about Beat Saber. I because okay. I because I because I do think I do think 100 this would be an amazing game for the Plus Collection, right? It would. It, this is this is number one on the sales charts constantly. This is this has been the most popular PSVR one game so far, and so and so why not give it to people free again for a year and then eventually? Yeah. What? Why this would work so well, Miles, is because you get the game for free, and then I you know, realize. Obviously. Right, and so people who didn't think they liked rhythm games, people who didn't think they were going to like Beat Saber, people, yes. who, you know, who, who just it, it gets them into the game, it gets them trying it in a way that they wouldn't have prior, and they go look at all this, look at all these songs, and then they get into it, they start getting better at it, and then go, damn, I can buy Panic at the Disco DLC, well, I can buy Green Day DLC, I can buy Imagine Dragons, I can buy, you know, and they just start yeah. going off, you know, Fallout Boy and uh, Lincoln Park, and, and say. And then suddenly, yeah, maybe Beat Games didn't get their thirty dollars for the for the game itself, but they got a hundred dollars because somebody who wasn't going to play the game prior uh, spent a hundred dollars on DLC, who suddenly loves it, who wasn't going to play oh, it. Prior. Dude. Yeah, if they, if they launched it on PSVR two and they brought in the progression system with a battle pass and uh, new DLCs and you know cosmetics, all that system stuff, yeah, you're right. They'd be onto a winner because it would also make multiplayer. Re- they, they could like do a new multiplayer update as well with all these different modes. Like maybe we could dream that Beat Games are getting ready, you know, for next year, and they're going to do a massive release for progression system and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, that would be amazing. So, yeah, I, I, I take that back actually. But based on great arguments you've made, that I was actually mentioning earlier, I was even listening to my own arguments of like, yeah, of course. <laughs> If they release that for free, all the other DLC. So, yeah, I, there aren't any other rhythm games. So the other two categories then is um, a game that's more to do with, like, less objective-based but more creativity and um, another one maybe, like, f- a fitness one or one that's to do with a lot of, like, working out and stuff. The creativity one. Do you think, Brian, and Game Cats in the chat, do you think Dreams would be... Or do you think that's one that they could still sell? Do you, I don't. I don't think it's t- selling terribly well no. now, right? It doesn't seem yeah. to be a whole lot of interest in something that's so so powerful and lets so many people yeah. finally not not only make games but make VR games. It just seems it's it's to 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 me it's like a dream come true. Even though I haven't actually made a game, I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen. Um, but but if it's not, it it wasn't selling at forty dollars when they launched it. It doesn't seem to be selling at the new price of twenty dollars. Uh, and so a lot of people have said that you need to make this game free. You know, you need to make this free to play in order to, for the community to really, really get engaged and for the community to grow. And so making it kind of using the plus collection as an excuse to make it free, rather than just saying, "Oh, this wasn't successful. Here you go, it's free." Make it make it seem like a reward, and then. Make it seem like a reward for buying the PSVR two, and obviously with all the PSVR two upgrades that should be planned, um, it's it, it seems like a no brainer to me. Is dry, is dreams? I know they redid the intro quite early on, but is dreams actually an easily accessible game for like people that are new to gaming? Like, would you go into that game and get a real sense straight away of what to do? Because I feel like it's quite. You have to be quite um, like to you make, need to really to make know a game. Well, something. no, but like when you when you go into the game, you do that sort of tutorial at the beginning, yeah. and then 
I don't know how clear it is because a lot of people that have never done VR before or are new to the PSVR 2, you want them to go into dream surfing, correct? You know, that, yeah. I mean, look, some of them will want to start creating, but that's quite a big commitment for like, and I know that the collection's not just going to be about uh, engaging with new people, but I was just curious to know your thoughts on do you feel Dreams is actually a good introductory game? Do you think people that are new to VR would find it easy to get into that is the dream surfing easily accessible and i mean i think i think finding some stuff right off the bat to play is absolutely super accessible because they've done an okay job when i say okay i mean okay for people who are just stopping in once every six months uh curating the front of more sirens on my end the front of the dreams uh menu right you just kind of flip through and go oh this is recommended this is recommended oh this is you know whatever so there's there's a bunch of stuff to play right off the bat, and then once you've exhausted that, you you're really kind of on your own, uh, and then you have to like start looking at like AJ's list, or you have to start looking around uh, on Twitter and finding other dreams creators, or 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 doing a little bit of the work yourself and like following the creators that you like, that you've of the games that you've played, and then going in to see what else they've made and checking out the, the, uh, their other stuff, and then you kind of end up going down like this rabbit hole of uh, you know, yeah. You know, sort of, it's, it's sort of like uh, when you go down like a Wikipedia rabbit hole, you're just like, oh, yes. click this and then click this and then whatever over here. And then it, it, so it, it does take a little bit of work, but I do think you can get there. Um, and so, so I feel like Dreams, if it was given away as, as for free as part of a Plus collection, I think for a lot of people, it would be something they jump into, play a little bit, kind of get confused or get overwhelmed, put it down. And then like two, three, four, five, six months later, they pick it back up and go, you know, I'm curious about this. I, like, I'm going to put some work into this today because maybe the release schedule has slowed down and they have some extra time on their hands. Who knows? Yeah. A lot in the chat, I think uh, Rayman88 was mentioning it, of they need multiplayer. And I agree. And some, and it's one of the reasons why I don't go into dreams much, but when I do, I'm impressed. And with everything AJ does, which is just brilliant, I need to go in and play some of his playlists. But it's one of the reasons I love Rec Room. And when it comes to the, the creation components... Dreams Without Doubt is a, a game engine for creating fantastic, realistic environments. Rec Room has a very specific aesthetic. But the reason I like the creation mode on Rec Room is you can create with your friends around you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you can create the rooms and you can go to say, hey, should we play this together? As soon as Dreams adds that, that's going to be incredible. Uh, and that would be amazing to have at launch with PSVR 2, the multiplayer. So it's like... Hey, let's go dream surfing together, and you know, it that would be fantastic. I think that would be huge. So yeah, all right, dreams. All right, I, I'm 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 in full support of this. Like I said, I I'm in support of this thing being free to play to begin with. Um, and so again, having a good excuse to make it free to play instead of just being like, we failed. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, I think this would be a much better way to message that. Um. So again, Miles, every game that we've talked about on this list, we've sort of introduced for a different reason. Here's why this would be a good addition to PlayStation Plus, uh, PlayStation VR yes. Plus collection. And uh, in, in the one, in the one that I'm going to recommend next, uh, I, I think I think the reason for this one is because the developers need to give us a gigantic "I'm sorry," <laughs> and that's and that's Stride by Joyway because obviously you know there, there's. You you can look at the launch of this game. You can look at how it plays right now on PlayStation VR One, and say, 
man, this is a lot of fun, but geez, the jumping is kind of awkward and, and running with the move control is a little bit strange and, and doing this, whatever, you know, like you grab onto ledges and you pull yourself up and it gets a little bit choppy. And there's like, there's all these little things that, uh, just, you know, need, should need to be improved. Uh, but then on top of it, they're now kind of saying, Hey, listen, we didn't promise you jack shit when it comes to the campaign, when it comes to the multiplayer, when it comes to even the extra, um, time attack modes, right? The extra time challenges they've introduced for other players. It's like, they, they, they're sort of being like, Hey, listen, like we, we didn't announce, we didn't, we didn't tell you guys that you were getting this. And so it it felt, it felt, it, it felt like a bad move. And so if they were able to say, Hey, you know what? We'll be part of this plus collection. Uh, we're, we're going to give you, we're going to give you stride and, and, and it's going to, it's going to come with this, going to come with that, whatever it's going to come with the campaign. Uh, and it, it would be a, it, it would be a nice apology, I think, uh, to PlayStation VR one gamers to say, we weren't able to do what we wanted to do for you on PlayStation VR one, but at least with PSVR two, we were successful. And now you're caught up with the other platforms. And of course, not to mention that this game's kind of blurry on PSVR one. It'd be really nice to see it in 4k. Um, and, and, you know, with, with controls that make a little bit more sense. Uh, I, I, I love Stride, and, and I do not want to see this game die, especially on PSVR, just because because maybe they were mismanaged a little bit. That's great. Uh, it's a game I still need to jump into, and I'm really excited to, and I would definitely jump into it uh, on PSVR too, but I'll be playing it way before then. Um, yeah, no, that's a really, really, really good um, suggestion, Brian. Um are there any titles, chat, that you feel we're clearly missing? Like, we've totally missed the mark on. How have we not mentioned this so far? Oh, my far? God. St- Dude. <laughs> I, know, I, know we've, I know we've still got a couple. We've got seven hours know. left in this show. <laughs> I know, right? But the thing I was going to say was, do you think there's any... We mentioned fitness already, or a game that requires a lot of physicality. I guess Beat Saber does cover that, actually. Be- and um, Stride. Both, yeah. both of those games. And, and, yeah, and Stride. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And then the other two categories I've written down, um, adventure mm-hmm. um, and puzzle, like a, a actual puzzle game. Like, what puzzle game on PSVR is just one that's head and shoulders? I mean, how about um, I Expect You to Die? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, to, I mean, my my brain goes to puzzling places because I'm ridiculous, yes, right? and I love it as well. Yeah, uh, but and and again, puzzling places is a game that has DLC that they're releasing every single couple months or whatever it is. I forget exactly what their DLC plans are, um, but that's it. But that's a game that once you have the core game, you can certainly profit off of uh, people buying the DLC for. Um, I expect you to die is a tricky one, right? Because Maybe maybe you port both of those games over to PSVR two. You give the first one away as part of the collection, and then you and then you do the second one. Uh, you know you sell the second one, and then and then you know again you get more people interested in the in the series than you would have prior. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I don't. It is. I'm looking at my list right now, and I really don't have any real puzzle games on my list. I'm just going to quickly read all the suggestions that have been coming through the chat. Nice. Moss VR. I mean, yes. look, Moss has already been a PlayStation Plus, wasn't it, at one point? Perfect. I think. Let's do it again. Yep. yep. It'd be good, yeah. Racing is a category we've not done. People say Wipeout. I'm, um, dude, Wipeout is 100% on my list, and I, and yep. I absolutely agree with the chat. I think that, dude, 
especially since especially since the rumors are kind of pointing to a a, a v, PS, PSVR two specific wipeout game being in development. You know, like this is this is a series that's sort of dried up a little bit. I feel like the futuristic racing genre kind of hit its peak on PS two and just dragged on <laughs> over the course of PS three and Vita. And it was like, okay, we don't need mm-hmm. these futuristic racing games. Just aren't doing it anymore. They're just not as cool as they used to be. And so, uh, and, and so, you know, getting, getting the compilation of white, Boat Omega collection and being able to play it in VR was sort of a way to bring it back from the dead and do it in style and be like, this is the way this game was always meant to be played. Feels very like lawnmower man intense. Right. And so, and, and and so to bring this game over to PSVR 2 as part of the Plus collection and then say, oh, but don't forget, we've also got this exclusive Wipeout game in the works for PSVR 2 that takes full right. advantage of all this stuff. Yeah, man, I think I think that would be a perfect segue uh, to get people excited for that. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so Killer, the Independence Game Cat said, did you say Supot VR? Supot was actually on my list. Um I, I, it's, but do you know, it was always a game that I show people as soon as they, if they've never done VR before, it was like one of the first games I go to. It's no longer, and it's not because it's not a great game. It's just there, there are other experiences, um, but they still love it. Um, All you are is history. Said mini games, so like uh, like uh, Peerhead Arcade or Carnival games. Oh, but okay. yeah, I like. I kind of like that. I feel that yeah. I was trying to think if there was a we need a category of a game which is more yeah mini games and sort of more simple um yeah well what about um i mean this so this is this is going to be maybe divisive thing to say uh but what about a game that wasn't on PlayStation VR 1 why can't there be there could be a game there could be a game in the PSVR 2 plus collection that we never got on PlayStation VR one, and, there, and there's plenty of examples of, of games that we could include, like uh, like Big Screen. Big Screen is not a game; it's more of an app, right? But it's something that we all kind of need, right? And PlayStation so, Home, PlayStation Home, dude. Big Screen, PlayStation Home. I'm I'm even willing to go as far as saying Poker Stars VR, right? Poker Stars VR, a ton of yeah. microtransactions that you could be spending money on, but let's make sure we get that game in the hands of everybody. Uh, this po- Poker Stars was supposed to come out on PlayStation VR one, even got to the point where trophies went live, and then it just never came out for some reason. So like. Like again, what what a great that would be an absolute perfect game to be in the plus collection. Perfect game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But Brian, we've not said Resident Evil Seven. And I really respect you for holding back this long. Did I not say Resident Evil Seven already? I, I was only doing the show because of because I was gonna be able to talk about Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> I know. You haven't you haven't said it yet, Brian. Okay, well I mean Do you, you wanna say it? I mean isn't it kind of obvious no i think i i think i think being able to say uh resident evil 7 uh it go, goes without saying right like why why it would be so amazing and it's because dude there's still people out there still getting comments to this day that go resident evil 7 biohazard on playstation vr1 is not real vr because you don't have two hands in the game your your head is in the game but your the rest of your body's not and i kind of get it right I was super immersed. I loved the head tracking. I thought DualShock 4 implementation was great, and it, and it felt great. And within minutes, I forgot that I was holding a controller. That said, it would be like one of the ultimate VR games if I got my two hands in there with the Sense controllers uh, and just, you know, and, and, and updated the visuals to, to really take advantage of, of what the PSVR 2 can do. Um, yeah, man, this is, this is, 
This is this is high on my list. It's not number one because I've already played it 17,000 times. And uh, I don't know what you guys are doing tomorrow. I'm going to stream this from beginning to end on the channel tomorrow. Because I, I just right. I just love this and been dying to get back in. Uh, but if you guys want to hang out tomorrow for like four or five hours, I'm just going to stream it from start to finish because I, I, I miss playing it. Great. There you go. Well, um, yeah, no, RE7 for sure. Um, what was the one that was in the chat that I was Dude. just saying? Well, so... Yeah, so I got, mentioned the persistence. We got Looper, the underground game cat with the two euros saying Hitman. Hitman, by the way, it gets a free map in two and a half weeks. That's true. Uh, he gave it, and, and dude, I, I think the worst thing about Hitman currently on PSVR is the dual shock. I mean, like I said, I got used to the Resident Evil 7 dual shock support because it wasn't like all janky and shit and it didn't, because it didn't use motion controls. But Hitman does. Hitman does. I was just talking to Kill Artist um, in, uh, on, on, in voice chat. And, and dude, it's just having to use that, that whatever the strangle wire thing is called. And it, and it always just glitches out. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that killed the immersion. And the dude's just standing there while I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to hold on. No, no, no. I'm going to, it's going to work this time. You know, you pull the, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking work half the time. It's, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. And it's a beautiful game that looks like PS, like what you'd expect PSVR two games to look like it. Like, it's a technical marvel from a from a graphics perspective, but kind of a train wreck from a control standpoint. And so, unlike Resident Evil Seven, Hitman absolutely needs the control update. Good call, Looper. The persistence uh, we touched on already a little bit, but they, they had the enhanced edition with ray tracing, which isn't available in VR. So that's, I think, definitely one. Another I mean, one. We're with, actually uh, moved- another one with only DualShock Four support. Yeah, that's also true. Um, Dave Station said, "I will repeat once again, Tetris Effect." Yep. That was to be honest, list. yeah, um, Tetris Effect is one of my is one of my top ten PSVR games um, because this is going to be a completely different conversation. So I'm not going to get into it now about why I love Tetris Effect. But the clarity when you're in that game, it's so immersive, and obviously all the the artwork and stuff, and to have that in 4K. Uh, I don't know what they do with haptics. Again, you know, you'd need to use the dual sense. Um, if that's possible, then that'd be amazing. So, yeah. I love that this conversation's made me really think about whether the dual sense is going to be usable um, more than before. Because when we actually think about a lot of these classic games, um, the dual shock has been a, has been a big part in it. Um, cool. So at the moment, this is what the list is. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13... 14 games, although there might be a couple I missed. But we've got Rush of Blood, Iron Man VR, mm-hmm. File Zero Hour, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Blood and Truth, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Beat Saber, Dreams, Stride, Wipeout, Moss, RE7, Hitman, and The Persistence, and Riggs, and Riggs. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you, man, like for as somebody who's not a fan of rigs, uh, mostly because like the sport of rigs just wasn't interesting to me. I loved like the, the, the freedom of movement and how like they threw caution to the wind and it made a lot of people sick at launch. And, but it, but it felt amazing to play. It really gave you that rush of when you're jumping around in VR that like, I just, you don't experience in a lot of games nailed it. Nailed it, and for so people who like sports more than I do, uh, man, I, I really hope that game gets a second chance because I, I know there's people out there who fucking love it. Absolutely. 
I actually enjoyed it. And one of my favourite things about it was that when you were loading into matches, you'd actually be on the aircraft going between matches. So you felt like you were in the world, this sports world. Um, wh- one that was mentioned in the chat, Loop of the Underground Cake Cat, Wanderer must be there. Yes. We were talking about adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adventure. Well, Wanderer is, has to be there. So, yeah, Wanderer. I, so I, already I, we've got a massive list. And I'm like, okay, we've gone over 10. And I was like, we've got to keep it to 10 because... How many games are there to choose from? But I'm like, that would be an incredible offering. And yet there's still so much to play. Like yeah. that would be a great introduction. So it really does put in perspective the um, for that for to be a starting point. And that's how we also felt about the uh, PlayStation Plus collection, which did have RE7 in it as well. Um, a lot of us who were big gamers looked at that list and went, I've played most of them already. <laughs> but I was really, but, but I, what I felt when I saw it was, I'm so happy for people who haven't played those games and they're going to yeah. get with their new console, they're going to get to experience these for the first time. And like, I'm really happy for them. And when I look at this list, I'm like, can you imagine having never played any of those games? Like you've never yeah. done VR and owned one before. Yeah. And you know, you've, you've, you've spent your scrape in the bank to get the PSVR two, And you're like, oh, but I'm not going to have really much money to buy games as well. And it's like, but actually, because that's kind of what the collection was about as well. They kind of framed it in the sense of um, times are tough because the economy was tough at the moment. And we want to, you know, it's, they do games of play or whatever it was called. Um, days of play. And uh, they, they do those offerings. And yeah, I think having a list, a collection like that would be just phenomenal uh, for them to do. Yeah, it's it's funny that we, that we brought up Wanderer because I feel like Wanderer for the first time is the first game on this list that we've included for a very, very different reason than all the other games. Um, this game just came out too late in the PSVR lifespan, um, you know, and, and is not out on Quest yet, uh, if, if that's still a plan for them. So it just it just didn't get the attention it deserved. It, it, it felt like it had AAA production values behind it, um, and, and, and not a lot of people played it. So I think... It's the first game on our list that just needs a second chance because it just came out too damn late. Um, so that, that's a big one for me. Uh, and, and to move it on to, to uh, one of my last suggestions, I'm going to go with Johnny No Pockets, who that game cat right here in the chat, uh, who says, uh, Song in the Smoke, man. Song in the Smoke all the way. Uh, and I saw Nick, the game cat, how uh, say Song in the Smoke isn't for everyone, but that's fine. Not all these games are for everyone, uh, but people who like survival games uh, and, and really appreciate that VRAF element, I think Song of the Smoke is a game that could benefit hugely from... These these worlds are not that big, right? It's like each map is a decent size, but like it's a lot of the repeated same textures and stuff, and so I would love to see Song in the Smoke push the level of realism and have like the water look realistic and have the and have and, and just give me a realistic world to try to survive in uh which and i'm sure i'm about to hear from everybody in the chat that's like you need to play green hell vr it's like but that but that's a different game well i want to play song in the smoke in on playstation vr too and maybe have it get rid of some of the uh the, the things we didn't like about it so much right maybe maybe, maybe the teleport to jump thing can can go away uh maybe, maybe climbing could be a little bit more immersive uh, there's all there's all sorts of little things they could change for this game, improve improve the graphics, improve the oh dude can you imagine can you imagine like uh, carving a shaft of an arrow and feeding and then, that in yeah 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 in the controllers oh man that that that'll be so much fun that'll be great 
because it's already super immersive and, to, and to right. the, the added the, the added feeling in the sense controllers is going to be great so I, I also in that when I typed out that list I forgot to add the Tetris effect that I mentioned and someone in the chat mentioned catch and release mm-hmm. and I was thinking actually a chill a chill out game like a really chilled game uh, catch and release is actually really good for that and so that actually takes us to 18 games now so like I know we might come up with another two in the, in the next couple of minutes, but it's, um, you know, actually 20 games. When we started this conversation, we felt like, well, for flat screen games, 20 is obviously a smaller percentage yeah. VR. But actually looking at it, I'm like, no, 20 games actually, okay, it's incredibly unlikely, but it would be <laughs> a great, it would be an amazing offering. And it would it would not take away from the fact that, as my prediction is, in September when we get the showcase, we are going to be shown hybrid games, absolutely mind-blowing next-gen experiences, you know, Horizon Call the Mountain. So you got all that sort of stuff as well. So um, it having a collection like this is not a detriment to... It's not going to cannibalise all the stuff that comes out as a result because um, it just means people have choice, and that's great. And it makes people, as we said at the start, try genres and experiences that they perhaps wouldn't have felt the need to do before because they didn't want to risk spending their money, especially after forking out on a new headset, which is going to cost a lot. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know how much do I've got, I've got so many more games that seem like they would be absolutely perfect for this list. Well, um, re- reel them off and let's, let's, let's do that. Let's get this to 20 Two. Let's get it to two more. Okay. Someone says Vader immortal, which I've not played. And I wonder like as a star Wars property, hmm. I, it doesn't stop them from doing it, I guess. Is, is would would that be better than Rogue Squadron in terms of a in Star Wars? Squadron? In terms of a, see, look, I yeah, just did, ter- I just did it again. Look, I corrected you. I oh, know it's good. I'm glad you did. But like, it, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> would which of those two games would be the better Star Wars experience to bring people in? I don't know. I don't know. Probably, I mean, there's, we don't have any experiences on this list, right? Yes. And so, so maybe doing Vader Immortal would be the proper way to do it because it eases people into VR. You know, maybe they give us like some small updates, like you know, better graphics and uh, in full locomotion that we didn't, we never got on PSVR one. Fix the weird thing with the wrists. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of little improvements they could make, and also just get it out there for people who love Star Wars and uh, and just. It needs to be eased into VR because I think that's what that was perfect for. Um, but dude, everybody's golf VR needs to be on this list, right? Because everybody's golf VR was perfect, mm-hmm. other than the fact that the caddies suck and they force you to go on dates with them, <laughs> which is really dumb. And there's no multiplayer, right? And, and so if you if you say, hey, here's here's our first attempt at a golf game. Uh, but then, and then, and then, and then you get everybody going. Wow, the physics are amazing. The graphics are amazing. I love, I love how this feels in VR. They're absolutely killing it. And then they deliver a sequel with multiplayer, with uh, you know, with optional caddies, with way more courses. They can it, with DLC where you can just ca- keep buying, uh, you know, more cosmetics for yourself uh, and keep buying more courses. That kind of thing. Do the walkabout model where every couple months here's a new here's a new course. Uh, which, by the way. Let's get walkabout in this collection as well. If we're if we're including non well, yeah. PlayStation VR one games, you want multiplayer, don't you? Yeah, for I everybody's do. Goal. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, 
Lots of sirens in my head. This one sounds like a fire. This one sounds like a fire. Is that a fire truck? Do do you have different sounding sirens in the UK, or are they all the same, Miles? No, we have different sounds, but I don't know if they're different to yours. We'll have to do a comparison. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) The first half of this episode. Well, it is. Let me just call the police now, and then when they're here... Yeah, within within minutes we can then compare. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm sure they won't mind. They're not busy. Um, so yeah, actually, I haven't added Vader Immortal to the list because then that and that would bring us to 20. So everybody's golf I've definitely added, nice. but Vader's Immortal is potentially going to be number 20. So quickly reel off the others you've got on your list. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you which ones stand out. Oh crap! So at some point the the, the official list and my list merged into one big fat list. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Where's the bottom? Oh, Fract. Fract is a great one. Uh, Golem. Immortal Legacy, right. because I can't go through an episode okay. without saying Immortal Legacy. Uh, Borderlands <laughs> 2. Uh, Derosinae, because it's a super chill point-and-click adventure game. That's something different for the list. Uh, Apex Construct, because, I don't know, I miss it. Uh, Sprint Vector, but we already have a racing game. No Heroes Allowed. Oh, dude, no, 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 I take it all back. Screw all this. Table of Tales. That gives us our kind of yes. tabletop RPG game. Yep. I was trying to think we need some kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, turn-based, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, dude, it would be so good if they added multiplayer to it, like they did, like, uh, to make it more like Demio on Quest. Uh, if they, oh, dude, Table of Tales. And the, and the thing about Table of Tales, uh, and, I, and I said this in the review that I never published, one of these days you're going to actually see my review for this game, Um my fa- one of my favorite things about Table of Tales, colon, the Crooked Crown, is that it's it's called Table of Tales, colon, the Crooked Crown, meaning like they could use this exact same interface, this exact same concept, exact same control scheme, everything, and make all sorts of different adventures with it, right? New tiles, new characters, new uh, the, the dungeon master, you know, it tells a different new story. Um, is it's just it's just a perfect template. To just give us a new, a new story every six months or so, or, or or to sell us a new story every six months or so. This game was twenty dollars, and it's. Uh, I mean, it, this belongs. This really does belong on top twenty-five lists. Somehow we keep overlooking it. Somehow I keep forgetting to get the review done years and years and years later. This would be a perfect game for the collection because it's way different than everything else we have. Such a great one to to end this list on. So everyone. You know, we go back to imagining you're someone who's never jumped into the world of VR before, PlayStation VR. You get PlayStation VR 2, and you get the PS Plus or PSVR Plus collection with 20 games. Imagine you've never played any of these before. You have got Rush of Blood, Iron Man VR, Firewall Zero Hour, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Blood and Truth, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Beat Saber, Dreams, Stride, Wipeout, Moss, Resident Evil 7, Hitman, The Persistence, Wanderer, Song in the Smoke, Tetris Effect, Catch and Release, Everybody's Golf VR, and Table of Tales. I mean... And, and and we and we know this is not a definitive list, you guys. Like it's amazing. I see the defunct Bombro, the game cat, in the chat saying Skyrim, no brainer, right? Skyrim, like unbelievable. But you know Bethesda, they'd much prefer to sell us another copy of Skyrim uh, on PSVR two. <laughs> uh, and so and and who else was it? Oh, uh, 
Kramer3k says you need an MMO or a huge RPG on that list. Zenith, obviously, right, would be yes. an amazing, amazing addition to this. Um, so this is this is in no way uh, is a definitive list, uh, but man, it sure was fun to make it uh, and hang out with all of you guys for the last four and a half hours. A lot, and a lot of people saying No Man's Sky, which I think would be great. However. Because No Man's Sky, all of their add-ons have always been free. I feel like that needs to remain a game that you pay for because yeah. if the, the the price to get No Man's Sky now is the cost of a DLC. So it's like if a, if there's a DLC that comes out for No Man's Sky that you love, just buy the full game because it's going to cost the DLC and you've got so much content. Um, yeah, um, but it, it's 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 a great it's a great suggestion. <laughs> Um, zombie in the chat says, "Sure, I'll buy something yeah, a fifth time." A fifth time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, that's not me. Like, I, I was, I was gifted. Somebody, like a friend of mine, gave me Skyrim on PlayStation Three, and I went, I went out and I killed the dragon with fire that came out of my hand. That was like the only thing I wanted to do. I did it, and I was like, "Well, that's enough." And so I didn't, I never really played Skyrim again until the VR version. Um, and so for me, this will only be the third time of me or somebody I know for me will have purchased this game for me. Oh man. What a cool what a cool list, man. What a cool list. And it, and it is fun to look back at this. Come on, Mark Stevenson, Bravo team. Really? I mean, I guess that's the only way you're gonna get it in people's hands is if you just fucking give it away. Um <laughs> uh, but it's cool it's cool to kind of like take a trip down memory lane, right? And like and do this and get, and look back at how amazing PSVR one really was, right? And point out be able to point out games like Table of Tales that like most of us have either never played or forgotten about, uh, is 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 just is just so great and uh, the last the last six years, five and a half, whatever it's been so far, um, it's just been filled with so many memorable times, so many like awesome adventures. Uh, so so doing this has just has been just been a lot of fun, man. It, it has, it's, uh, yeah, a lot more. Fun. I thought it was going to be a good topic, but like it really has, and it's been a great connective tissue between what's been before us and looking ahead because we're looking at actually how would these games work on psvr2 with the dual sense and stuff like that and uh what would it be like for people that have never experienced it before um which is definitely going to be a conversation we have you know when we celebrate you know top lists of all psvr titles and stuff but um yeah no this is this has been a lot of fun we just hit 250 votes on the polls so we should end the 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 poll now i'm pretty sure the percentages are going to be um pretty similar now so what tier of playstation plus so essential is the most popular almost half um i'm 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 curious to know if that's just because people have not i was gonna say bothered just haven't had time yet to look at the offerings to decide to upgrade for me it was only because it offered what you mentioned brian which was for about 20 dollars till the end of the month and i thought okay why not um extra is at 14 percent premium 27 percent so yeah, it's amazing that the top two actually is essential to the the basic or it's actually the premium. Um, but again, that could change a lot um, because, as I said, I'm going to go to Extra uh, in November unless they bring out PS3 emulation, an emulator mm-hmm. and they really expand. Um, but i tell you what, what I would love for us to do on another show when you mentioned Time Crisis earlier is um, talking about PlayStation classics that get a VR treatment. Because as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, God, if they actually did, well, we talk about Ape Escape and Time Crisis in VR. That'd be a great conversation sometime. Um, but yeah, really cool. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, man, this is, I, I just realized, you know, I just realized this, this was a fun 
minuscule trip down memory lane, right? Like it, it took us almost two hours to get here, um, but more sirens. Yay. Um, <laughs> you know, here's the funny thing, Miles, is that the second the show's over, no more sirens until tomorrow. <laughs> until until I start the Resident Evil 7 stream, no more sirens until that start that up. And they'll be like, oh, hey, they're streaming again. Let's, uh, let's go commit some murders and start some fires over in Worcester. <laughs> Ah, it's so loud. Um, but dude, I, it just, this actually made me really excited for uh, for when you, me, AJ, and Wes all get together uh, for yes. our top 50 debate. Uh, because that's going to be the mm-hmm. ultimate trip down memory lane. That's going to be looking at yes. like, almost every game that's ever come out on PSVR and finding a place for it on a list of our top 50 games ever made up for the system. Uh, and, I, and I just think that's going to be an absolute blast. Just you and me doing this was fun. You, me, AJ, and... Wes, I think it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be chaotic, but, but I can't wait. It's going to be like an all actually, day thing, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually think it's going to be less standoff because if, if, when it's just, you know, three or two, I mean, four, I, I guess it could be two V two, then the, then the, the, the chat's going to have to then do the deciding vote. But I think it's going to, it's going to lead to a much more interesting mix because I think there's going to be a lot more, a lot more trade-offs. Yeah. And also there's going to be a lot of um, games that are just in that top 50 list that, are clear of the others, whereas when it was just you and AJ, you've got you've got games in that list you're debating where only one of you voted for it. Whereas right. here it's like maybe if if a game gets less than two votes, then it's not even going to be considered. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, we really want to do that as soon as possible, but at the same time, uh, we want to make sure that it's really we look back at you know the it, 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 we want it to be a cumulative thing. We want it to be a, a complete thing. We don't want to do It'll be it a good then- January a good January thing. Like if it comes out in February, let's say, you know, I think it's going to be a good in the new year. Uh, Yeah. Well, well, my my only goal is to make sure that you know the last few games that we're excited about for the platform are out, right? And so it technically could be a November or December thing, depending on how it all works out. I want to make sure Saints and Sinners Two is out. I want to make sure that Do Not Open is out. I want to make sure that oh no, those are all the games that are coming. I'll be damned. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so we just got to make sure that those are out and then we'll do it and it'll be a blast. It'll be like an all day thing. We'll just make sure it's a, it'll be probably an off day, probably not an official games cast episode. It'll be something where mm. a day where, where all four of us are like, yeah, this is all I'm doing. Um, yes. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, listen, this has been a great, it's been a great time. Uh, and I want to thank you over there. I want everyone to remember to go subscribe to miles over at youtube.com slash miles with one. Yeah. Y. With one Y. <laughs> just just yeah. one Y. Miles one Y. Miles. That's right. Miles one Y dies with two Ys. Yeah. Fuck. It's very yeah. confusing. Um, so, yeah, go subscribe to Miles' channel. The link for that is in the description below. Uh, don't forget to join us over on Discord. The link for that is in the description below. Uh, consider joining us on Patreon.com slash Without Pearl Games if you like what you see. And enjoy supporting the things you see financially. But that's up to you. No big deal. Do us a favor, though, and click the like button. Uh, we're trying to get this thing up to, what is it, 300 likes? Is that the goal? That's fucking ambitious, dude. Yeah, but by next week, we might get there. We might get there. I believe in the, I believe in the community. And I think this is one that a lot of people are going to be coming back to because it was a long episode. There are a lot of people that probably did have to chime out after an hour and don't blame you. But I do feel that this is something where we would have done it a disservice if we, we'd squeeze this into, or if we say an hour, it would have been like a 20. Actually, we do have it in our schedule as a 25 minute <laughs> conversation. So, uh, yeah, you could say Brian and I are optimistic at times. Optimistic. No, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh no, dude. Ian Stanbridge just said no 20 questions. Outrageous. No, we've got 20 questions. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we were totally planning on that. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, let me just not do the thing I was about to do and say goodbye to everybody. Um, <laughs> I, Brian, I, we've got to do this. We've got to do 20 questions because they've, they've, the, uh, they've got the archive now. They've just built the archive and then we're not going to do 20 questions. <laughs> listen, listen, despite the fact that Ian Stanbridge has been saying outrageous things about me throughout the entire show, I'm still going to do I'm still going to do 20 questions just for him. Um, good, good. Yeah, have you got a game, Brian? I'm, 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 I'm picking it right now. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I was not prepared to do this, so give me just a moment. A lot of people in the chat are saying, "Go to bed, Miles. I, I will be sleeping after this, and I'm gonna. Sl- I've not been sleeping well this week, and after a very long day, lots of sunshine, which makes you tired, and and doing this." I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep well. I'm gonna sleep very well. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, Miles, I have chosen the game. Great. Um I <laughs> I'm always nervous. I'm always nervous. Is this is this the game I, I'm I think I, I, I hope is not too obscure. Uh I'm gonna put six minutes up on the clock, clock on the counter, guys. You know how this works. I picked a game. You guys out there help Miles big time, right? Big time. Suggest good and just questions. to say, Brian, if, yes. you, if you think I'm going to get it wrong, feel free to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, if I, if you, yeah, you guys out there, uh, help him, help him ask some good questions and suggest a lot of games to him as you hear the answers to said questions. I'm going to put six minutes up on the clock, clock up on the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. On your market set, go. Is it a game we've spoken about tonight? No. Okay. Yeah, we're, off to, we're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point there. Um, okay. Um, can you play play it with the move controllers? Yes. Did it come out in the last year? No. Okay. Um. Is the character you're controlling uh, you? Like, is it first person? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, is it predominantly... Is there, are there shooting mechanics in this game? Uh, no. There's no. five. Are there puzzle elements? Uh, no, I, no I, I wouldn't say anything is, would be considered a puzzle, no. Um, plus, uh, do you drive in this game or control a vehicle? No. No vehicle? Um... Is the is the art style realistic? No, not realistic. So, so far, all we know is what that it uses the move controls. Not in which first is person. oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, does the game consist of levels like stages? 
Like uh, it's got a linear progression of your one place, next place, next place. I feel like if I say yes, it'll be confusing. So, so okay. no, it's not. No, you're really not going from stage okay. to stage to stage. Okay. Um, has the developer made more than one PSVR game? Uh, to my knowledge, this is the only PSVR game they've made. I can double check that as we're talking. That's 10, by the way. So, just to remind everyone in the chat, uh, move controllers, uh, not last year, first person, no shooting mechanics, no puzzle elements, no vehicle, it's not realistic, uh, and it's not a stage-by-stage basis, um, and it's potentially their only PSVR game. Um, Uh, There's a good question in the chat that I see that would help you out considerably. Is it that? Is it currently on sale? Is that the question? Are you, no, are no, you yeah, asking is, is that's the que- is that the question yeah, so you should that, be asking? Uh, it, I, do, I do ten questions trying to guess what question you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's not currently on sale. That, not, not no, currently on no. sale. And I'll give you a bonus. No, no. That wasn't the question that would help you out. <laughs> um, but I was going to ask the other one, which is um... oh, actually. No, there's no puzzling elements. Um, (laughs) Is it a game? I love that. Um, Is it a sports game? No. Not sports. So it's it's the not realistic thing, I think, is something that will narrow it down a lot. Um, Does it have multiplayer? Uh. Not to the best of my recollection, there may be leaderboards. Okay. But I don't... I, it's probably leaderboards. Um, food question. Uh, uh, uh. Can't even see it. Do you serve food? You don't serve food. <laughs> the... You you don't serve food. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I can I can <laughs> emphasize these words again. Yeah, you, yeah. No, you sorry. don't serve food. You, you don't serve food. Um. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> fuck. Sorry, I don't. I rarely swear. I do it when I'm in despair. Um. Does it involve fruit? It it does involve fruit, and that's fifteen. It does. It it does, yeah. Yeah. And does it involve a sword? A sword? Yes, it involves at least one does, sword. At least one sword. <laughs> um is it Corix? I'm joking. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Uh, oh, mate! No, now I'm. I'm seeing. Now I'm freaking Seven, out. It's fruit ninja. Six, it's fruit ninja. It's, is it fruit ninja? It is fruit ninja by Half Brick Games. Pretty sure this is the only PSVR game that they ever made. Uh, they uh, did make a fruit ninja two VR that never came to PSVR. 
food is served to you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I was really hoping you'd ask me the. Uh, God, that's that's a train. That's a train, guys. That's that's not. It's <laughs> a train. I think there's a train going through my apartment. Um, f- food is being served to you. Uh, I was hoping you were going to ask the question by Mark Pringlesleaf, uh, who asked if it's based on a existing IP, which it very oh, I very much I, I is. didn't see that at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Fruit that would have been a good one, actually. Yeah, I prefer the Vita. That's the thing is when you get when you get this when you get the same question every week being used and it never gets a useful answer, you kind of discard it. When actually, when you would get the and like when you do get the answer, it can be nailing it because that one normally doesn't do much, but that would have been really helpful in this situation. Yeah, we Um, need to start. We need to start combining questions. Like, is it based on? Is there a flat screen version of it? And or 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 is there based on an existing IP? And that way you can say you can say no. And then, uh, but if you say yes, then you have to figure out which one I said yes to. So, well, we, we have to start getting creative with these questions. <laughs> All right, you guys, now it's time to go. It's only been two and a half hours, and I, so I know that's a really short episode for us. Um, but thank you guys so much for hanging out. Hopefully, we we'll get to 300 likes because it's been forever. If you're hanging out, hit the like button. Um, don't, again, do not forget to subscribe to Miles over at Miles Dyer uh, Official. Fucking train, man. Fucking train. I did say I would show you the design on my shirt they wanted to see if we hit 200 likes. So, look. Have, have we not hit it? Is there 37 more people in here that could press it's, the like button? I don't think not, we're going to hit it. It's not going to happen. They had two and a half hours to get their yeah. miles. We can't sit around and wait for them to push the button. Have you uh, Have you liked it yet, Brian? I have. I have as well, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's Next just time, how guys. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Um Guys, we want to give a quick shout out, of course, to Jamie Yao, who gets this thing up on podcast services of your choice. So if you don't have two and a half hours to sit around and watch us, then, hey, who knows? Maybe you got a long two and a half hour drive to go somewhere and you can listen to it there. Podcast services of your choice. Thank you very much, Jamie Yao. Also, thank you to Sci-Fi Game Cat Henry, who has quite the the, the task on his hands this evening, getting timestamps into this sucker. Uh, again, apologies, Ollie. This is just really not your day. Uh, hopefully you don't have some free time this weekend to watch this. Uh don't forget to join our discord click the link in the description below and uh and, and dude that's really it thank you to everybody including et.2k9.now with the emoji the the 20 tip says woot uh that's no it's it's I, I was thinking it was a boom box and i was thinking thing that doing the say anything thing with like the boom box above the head but it's really just a controller who's waving his hands um, thank you very much thank you to everyone who who hung out thank you to everybody much who helped miles in 20 questions thank you to everybody who, uh, who who contributed during the show with, uh, with with great comments and of course donations, uh, but 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 let's not forget the silent but deadly the ones who sit back and watch the show and don't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. <sighs> After two and a half hours, Miles, let's get out of here. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Have a great weekend. legit i've run out of words i have nothing to say nothing clever to what? say nothing clever to say over the thumbnail i've run out of words man we've talked for two hey, Brian, hours. I, know, I have nothing else to I know. say why don't we do um <laughs> another 20 like yeah. 20 like uh collection plus like for the premium let's just do it now i can't come up with 20 so oh, um, yeah sure i mean absolutely do it out so um what can we do we could mm-hmm.
Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. We yeah, could. We're not, we're not going to. All right. <laughs>